0: Hey, everyone. Ben Kissel here. As we've been saying, we're going exclusive to Spotify starting February 14th. That's Valentine's Day. So it's time to get ready for the move. You can download the Spotify app for free. You don't have to put down a credit card or pay anything. Just download the app, search for Last Podcast on the left, and listen to our show like you normally would. Plus, the rest of the Last Podcast Network is there, too. And, of course, all of your favorite music. If you want to get new episodes as soon as they come out... Just follow the show on Spotify, and new episodes will pop into your library. It's super simple. We'll be talking more about this in the upcoming weeks, but get ready. Valentine's Day is the day. Listen free on Spotify. There's no place to escape to. This is the last. On the left. That's when the
1: cannibalism started.
2: Man, I wish that I could shed this vehicle. You know, I've been doing that so much. That beautiful vehicle of yours? Look at how f- five days a week in the gym, and I still look like Louis Anderson dehydrated. I love it. <laughs> I-, I wish I could get rid of this vehicle so much. They're, I'm trying to shed my attachments. I'm already drinking LaCroix, which is already sacrificing flavor. From my
1: life. It's cancer-causing. Told- it's not okay. cancer-causing. Where are you getting that from? The internet.
2: You're just <laughs> <It's> not <laughs> You sound like my, You sound like my aunt, Carol,
1: okay. when you say stuff like that. yeah, right. You sound like somebody says, I don't drink that cause cancer. I drink that Coke.
0: Cancer-causing. Isn't that nice <laughs> you can just say those two words? You just
1: do it at the top of the shelf. Okay.
2: But I'm trying to shed this vehicle, but the only thing that's really holding on, the only thing that's keeping me here plugged into this bullshit, is I gotta see Doolittle? <laughs> Doolittle! The, the PR campaign for Doolittle. Have you seen? They made a rabbit, like c- crook one of his eyebrows. He made a turtle wink. That's like the fucking trailer. And what have they got saved for the rest of the movie? If they're just showing that fun stuff in the trailer, I can't commit suicide yet. Oh I my! Mean, transition to the next level.
0: I agree. You won't. You'll be very surprised by what the turtle can wink. In that film, <laughs> wink, <laughs> wink it, wink it. Um, Eddie Murphy will always be my Dr. Doolittle. I'm not going to watch this trash that Hollywood's putting out right now, just Whoa. because we have a white supremacist in the White House. <laughs> but now we have a white Doolittle. Wow, dude! I don't think wow. so. You All right. are going
2: both barrels today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. This is the last podcast on the left. I am Ben Kissel, staring at Marcus Parks. You Hi. look rejuvenated. You're fresh. You're young. I'm feeling good. You look good. Thank you. And then we have Hollywood Henry Zabrowski, looking wonderful. Why did, Was that a struggle?
2: <laughs> no, I said it. Why did that take a beat? It took a beat. Like, you did look at me. You absorbed the way I looked. Mm-hmm. And then you decided to slightly... Why? Yes, like, right, hey man, I'll take it. You no, know what? I'll take it. No,
1: you do look good. You do. We all look good. We're looking. You're looking great. Thank you. I actually you commented are. on how good you looked
0: when you walked in. Yes, and I'm gonna go to HR about it. And I am HR, <laughs> so I have a complaint to file with myself. Uh, are you guys ready to get bored to death?
1: No, we are. That's a horrible tease. That's a wor- that is the worst way
0: you could possibly open it's this fucking not- episode. This is very exciting. This is about a man named Marshall. And isn't that fun? And I really believe that this guy, he's funny. Yeah. Underrated humor. (laughs) And, of course, Marshall Applewhite. Why why are we talking about him? He is the head of the Heaven's Gate cult. And we are on to Heaven's Gate Part 2.
1: So near the beginning of
0: 1975,
1: Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles, with their cult on the verge of extinction, sent a letter to two members of their inner circle from their self-imposed seclusion, saying they could be reached at a post office box in Gulfport, Mississippi. Ooh. Yep. Always kick that can to it- Gulfport, Mississippi. That's fun. (laughs) It's like Publisher's Clearinghouse. (laughs) Now, this didn't necessarily mean they were actually in Gulfport, but still, T and Doe, as they were now known, Mm -hmm. encouraged anyone who was still interested in following their teachings to write to that address for more information. As far as what that information was, T and Doe were teaching that they were bringing messages from alien heaven, which Mm -hmm. they called the next level, straight from alien God, or as they called him, the Father. I do love
0: that they still relied
1: on the U.S.
2: Postal Service. (laughs) Had to. Had to. It's the only thing that they could still depend upon in
3: this (laughs) luciferian-led
2: world. For some reason. This is the very beginnings of their belief system. We will see as the years go, especially as now they pull into total isolation over the next like 15 years, where they will slowly but surely chip Hmm. their religion into a shape that is very specific to them and might i say stinks of lentils
0: <laughs> I am sick of these lentils <laughs> oh there's nothing wrong with a good lentil flows right through you. <laughs>
2: that's the first thing Natalie also said when I was attacking the diet the diet <laughs> regimen. I have a bunch of cartoon pictures of Marshall Appalite trying to make like a fun version of why they're only eating like rock soup this week and I showed it to Natalie Natalie's like this actually sounds very sensible and I was like I am so sick of everybody relating
0: to these people why are we relating to them <laughs> (laughs) So, just so we're clear, right now, where we are with Heaven's Gate and what we talked about in part one, this is their roaring 20s. Yeah. This is when they're out there, they're getting footloose, they're wearing their (laughs) flappers, they're drinking more than one cola a night, they're getting (laughs) nuts. So it gets more isolated from here.
1: Yep. But in their theology, the father a.k.a. God, and the Son, a.k.a. Jesus, were both alien beings who were inhabiting the bodies of Bonnie Nettles and Marshall Applewhite, with Nettles playing host to God, while Applewhite had Jesus. He's the admiral. No, he's not the admiral. He's the captain. Who's (laughs) Tennille? We'll get to all that later. They said that they were bringing the same message that Jesus had brought 2,000 years ago, and they were bringing it in advance of Armageddon, which to them was going to be a technological and material event rather than a supernatural one. See, one of the interesting things about Applewhite and Nettles' reading of the Bible was that even though it sounds wacky, it was actually more literal than what most Christian churches teach. Hmm. They went extra literal.
2: Yeah. every They mean... Every single thing that they say, and they make it a point from the very beginning that they're not talking about any sort of ethereal,
0: spiritual plane ever. They're talking Uh about outer space. Mm -hmm. I remember that when Jesus was carrying the cross up the mountain to the hill where he would be hung, um, where he's like, thank God I got my J's on. Because (laughs) without these, I would be totally uncomfortable. I would love to see a commercial where it's Jesus Christ struggling with the
2: crucifix, right? You know, and the little girl comes and wipes his brow. But then a big-titted chick with this fucking uh, cut all the way down brings him a Cliff protein bar. And he eats it, and then he just picks up that crucifix and just spears it through the chest of a centurion. And then it just starts fighting everybody, and then he just he just has sex with that woman th- yeah. deep into the night. And it's just, thank you, Cliff Bar, for not making me open
0: heaven to all these stupid sinners. Turns out Jesus loved the chocolate mint. Mm, love chocolate mint Cliff Bars.
1: Well, the difference was that Applewhite and Nettles were approaching the Bible from an ancient alien perspective by teaching that the Bible was a literal truth written about actual events exactly as they occurred. Hmm. They said that the only reason why the authors of the Bible talked about clouds, gods, angels, and miracles was because they didn't have the vocabulary or the understanding to name them for what they actually were. Extraterrestrials and UFOs. The people who did have that vocabulary, though, were Applewhite and Nettle's followers. In February of 1976, the two gave an interview in which they estimated that their follower count was somewhere between 300 and 1,000. Oh,
0: you're gonna get a, you're gonna want to get those numbers buttoned up if you're gonna uh, go on Shark Tank. <laughs> Mister yeah. Wonderful is gonna tear you apart.
2: Seriously, it is not gonna hold water because Mister Wonderful is gonna look at the he's gonna take he's gonna do an evaluation, uh-huh. and you're gonna be fucked because they had thirty people outside of a Seven Eleven, maybe. <laughs>
1: It was probably closer to 200. Okay. Now, somewhere around there. And by the time Nettles declared that the harvest was closed at that heckler-heavy talk in 1976, only 88 made the cut. Huh. A couple of months after the proclamation, T. and Doe scheduled a camp rendezvous at Medicine Bow National Forest in Wyoming, telling their members that it was time for a demonstration. (gasps) Now, you remember,
2: the original idea of the demonstration was that T. and Doe... We're going to publicly crucify themselves, <laughs> die on the cross, and that they would they would disappear. Uh-huh. They would physically disappear, and then three days later, come back to prove this all all this correct. And they and they decided to do this. I guess near the volleyball courts. That this is where this is where it's going to take. You're going to have Bonnie just being like, "Okay, <laughs> get the nails out, everybody, <laughs> get around."
0: Now you guys
2: play volleyball. I guess that's fine for some human vessels.
0: We're gonna bleed to death over here, anyway, man. So they were truly going to be crucified? No. Okay. I mean, that, they, well,
2: that was the that
1: was the pitch. Yeah. That was their pitch. That okay. was the pitch. That that's what they were saying. They were the two witnesses from Revelation. They were about to become martyrs. They would be taken up into the spaceship and so on and so forth. Okay. But when the followers arrived, Applewhite said. Demonstrations canceled.
0: What? It's this canceled. Is like, what are you talking about? It's canceled. This is like when they went to Wally worlds and <laughs> National Lampoons, and John Candy was the only one working there. They held him up by gunpoint to go on all the rides. I know that we were all very
2: excited. We all wanted this this transformation to happen. We all were. I was too. I, I was to die. I know you were. You're you're you you're one of our goons. Yeah, I'm so happy you here. showed yeah. up. Uh, But I left the nails on the top of my car in the parking lot. (laughs) Would you believe it when we left the Home Depot? And I'm just not going back because I am am embarrassed. Oh, man. Yep.
1: Here's your roast chicken. (laughs) I wanted to see someone get crucified today.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. Oh,
1: man. Well, they said it was canceled because the followers were not ready to enter the next level. They're going to blame the audience that showed up? Blame the audience. Yep. Applewhite said that they'd spent way too much time on the demonstration itself and not enough time on their own personal growth because that was the most important part. You couldn't ascend to the next level and become a sexy gray alien if you're only focused on the eventual ascension. You're going to forget about the actual work that needs to be done.
0: But why would they work on themselves? Their self is just going to be trash. It's going to be left on the ground on Main Street. No one's going to care.
1: Nope, 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 nope. That's the thing. Because at this point, the body was supposed to be turned into a sexy alien through a biological and chemical process. Just well, g- you got to get used to it. You got to get your body used to it. This is why you were bad at school, Kissel.
0: <laughs> no, just <laughs> go know, to gonna 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 do the Palm. <laughs> just go to Palm Beach, Florida. You can get your body turned into anything.
1: You never studied.
2: No, but this is all you and I, Kissel. This is where you and I are vaguely aligned because I also was bad at schoolwork. Right? I don't like homework. I didn't like all this because I would be the same thing 80 i would be one of the 88 people saying like yeah i'll drive to wyoming to watch these two idiots crucify themselves and if a (laughs) ufo does show up fucking yes great righteous amazing but then we show up and then they want me to go on a diet and then i and now we're gonna go and i'm literally gonna go and stay in la quinta's with with these two with the two (laughs) worst roommates that ever existed? A man who doesn't blink and body Nettles who's all pussy? You know what I mean? <laughs> so now I, I don't want to deal with any of this shit.
0: I'm out. No, they're full of lentils. Yeah. You cannot share a room nor a bathroom with these kinds of people. Well, they found that Nettles and Applewhite had changed
1: their attitude when it came to how hands-on they were going to be with all of their followers. So the group got down to the business of the here here. And now and hmm. this technique was actually brilliant because it required members to focus every single ounce of energy on the present instead of worrying about the future in any way whatsoever. They said, you got to forget about the ascension. You can't think about the ascension. You've got to work on your personal growth here and now. And this is Cult Control 101, but in the case of this cult, giving yourself over completely to Tian Do was framed as a way to achieve personal growth rather than achieving something for the collective.
2: There's an interesting essay I read that was sent to me by a listener, and I want to say thank you very much, A, for sending me sending this to us through the Side Stories email. That was uh, written by Roy Wallace called "The Social Construction of Charisma." That talks about it breaks down the relationship between a group and a charismatic leader, and one of these is one of the tenets is this idea of what's called a counterproductive goals. Which is this, where it starts getting you right now into this world, where immediately it senses the temperament of T and Doe are going to give you these little things to do, that are these little little errands and shit uh-huh. as you go, and and tasks and things ways to live your life. And then what that will do is, is that it does is it's what what dogmeat said. It focuses you in on your relationship directly with pleasing your charismatic leader and how the two of you. Relate to each other. The charismatic leader has to have an audience in order to to exist. And T and Doe on some level had to have a conversation. Even though I I'm with you, dog me from last episode, saying they are true believers. They are starting to believe that these these energies are inside of them, and they are looking for signs. But at the same time, it is not real to them as well if they don't have a crowd that is also there as a part of this weird cyclical relationship. They are two halves that need each other, and this mm. is the first step of it that shows, like, we have to have you. Without you, we're not living gods. If we crucify, if we crucify ourselves right now, we're just two dead nerds that park rangers <laughs> oh. have to pull off a cross in the <laughs> middle of, you know, and you got to protect the wolves. Of they have course. all these other
0: responsibilities they should be doing. Uh, it sounds kind of like what the people who created the video game Death Stranding also want you to do walk around Much mundane tasks <laughs> and then at some point you can maybe achieve enlightenment but it never really happens
1: <laughs> well Doe also pulled a page from the joseph smith handbook see for the previous year or two applewhite and nettles have been letting their followers run willy-nilly throughout the country without a whole lot of guidance oh meeting when they wanted to meet And talking about whatever they wanted to talk about. There was not really a lot of guidance from Central. Mm. The problem with this is that followers were getting tired of chasing rumors of T and Do meetings across America with no payoff. They started grumbling, which is human nature. Of course. And in one case, a follower had quote unquote visions that T and Do were not who they said (gasps) they were what
2: what they were lying <laughs> oh. you know what it was they just saw accidentally marshall applewhite eating a taquito somewhere <laughs> in front of a gas you <laughs> just watch him go hmm. oh this is good i love this adobe chicken and then it slips as soon as he admits to loving adobe chicken even <laughs> once <laughs> we're all
1: fucked he's a human after all So, to nip a potential insurrection in the bud, Applewhite and Nettles clarified that all of the information from the next level, Uh from heaven, was channeled through a, quote, chain of mind. Information flowed from the next level to Nettles first. Then, it flowed from Nettles to Applewhite. And then, it went from Applewhite to everybody else. Oh.
2: Yeah, you're living in, it. it's a tease world. No, <laughs> just living in it, no, yeah. Oh, I got on me, I got a grilled chicken sandwich stuck inside my belly button. Oh. I guess it must be God's will then for y'all no. I'll
0: eat it, Miss Nettle. <laughs>
2: Bonnie, sidebar, we should talk about some of these messages you received <laughs> before we meet with the class. (laughs)
1: So, after Applewhite and Nettles put everyone in their place, the real purpose for the Wyoming rendezvous was revealed. It was finally time to begin preparations for life in
0: space! Yay!
1: (laughs) In order to prepare, T and Doe instituted a wildly strict program of self-denial and discipline, which they called... The process Mm. and the foundation of this program was abstention from so-called vices and human attachments. Naturally, there was no drug use, no beer drinking, Mm. no cigarette smoking, but members also had to give up material possessions, relationships with family and friends, and especially sex.
0: So it's a no fun cult at this point. No. I mean, it depends on what your
1: definition of fun is, sir.
0: None of those things. (laughs) You got to have at least one of those.
1: But one of the things I find interesting about the abstention rules is that although most of the things Applewhite and Nettles banned lied firmly in the sinful sphere, they never, to the best of my knowledge, actually used the word sin. Huh. Applewhite and Nettles were not guilt-tripping their adherents. Instead, all of this was framed as a choice. If you wanted to be a part of the group that went to heaven on a spaceship... Right. Abstention was necessary. If not... You could take your chances on Earth with the Luciferians.
0: My question is, though, right? Like, this is the vessel. Are we to the point now where the full body goes into the spacecraft? or yes, are, yes. So we're still in the full body. Totally. Because, okay, because otherwise this is a rental, and what do you do with rentals? You smoke light them on it. fire. You smoke <laughs> yeah, in take it take a shit in it, <laughs> rub crash. a hamburger all over the seat. Yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah, yeah. you want to do.
2: Absolutely, because when I'm in a rental, the way I find parking is that I just nudge various <laughs> bumpers of cars until I get to the spot. But you say that they were not guilt tripping their adherents, right? And, but as I'll talk a little bit more, as I watched a lot of footage of Marshall Applewhite speaking, and and guilt tripping, it's it's weird. It, it, their punishment system was more inherent in their their very the very bottom of their entire belief scenario where. It's, it's this idea of, yeah, sure, yeah, reject the ultimate truth. If that's what you want, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in touch with the ultimate truth, and it leads to pure bliss. And uh, anybody that doesn't believe us is a part of the problem that is driving the earth into be, which will eventually, you know, it will be spaded over. And right now, it's all cute. And I'm not saying what I what I'm. I really mean, which is, I do believe that like a race of robots will unleash uh, a field of death on this world when we all after we all depart. But I'm not going to say that. But you, I mean, sure, leave. Yeah, yeah, you leave. Wait a you, second. Do you want. Yeah, Yo, yeah, be, man. Be the rest of your life.
0: Yo, dude, you said all of that out loud. And that was <laughs> what? Like, what did you say about the it's robots? It's these cue cards.
2: I got to stop reading these cue cards. Damn.
1: Damn. Well, for Heaven's Gate, Earth was actually a cosmic classroom where living beings had to prove themselves worthy of the next level by avoiding and overcoming the temptations laid out by the Luciferians. Hmm. But the Luciferians weren't trying to tempt you in order to lure you into the flames of hell. Because we're already in hell.
0: <gasps> this Earth. is hell? It, well, it's hell
1: or purgatory, depending on how well you live your life. You can get to purgatory if you're lucky, but the point of temptation is to keep us here. That's why we have chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> well, they try. They, chicken nuggets are supposed to
2: keep us here, right. wallowing in this purgatory of beer and Seeing my wife's beautiful breasts and, and going on vacation and playing video games and, and ha- laughing with my friends. All this disgusting
0: shit that I have to deal with all the time. But those are fun things to do. Uh, that's hell, my friend. That's, that's hell. hell. Yeah, yeah, that's hell. That's- I thought hell was like living like Elbert Fish but without the <laughs> erection. <laughs> 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 nope, that, that's... Absolute hell. There's, that's oh, it. Just
1: everyday life is hell or purgatory. Okay. So the best we can do is break even. Best we can do is break even. That's or, why I like gambling. Actually, the best we can do is to reach the next evolutionary level above human. That's the best you can do. But that's no fun.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. You got
2: to give it up all. But think about how
0: happy you'll be, Kissel. I would not be happy. <laughs> can you? I can just see seeing Kissel's
2: alien, like seeing Kissel standing amongst the the ascended masters as he's just uh, kind of bumble around and be like you guys uh, see the Packers game? I'm sorry that was an attachment
3: as an attachment too I guess so, um,
2: you guys see that wrestling match and I think that Cherokee man he hit the uh, grave man with the, with the chair ah well that's an attachment huh? Ah.
0: that's a 1992 <laughs> reference to Tatanka and the Undertaker but good that was that's an A for effort my it friend it
1: is A for effort According to Heaven's Gate, Earth was not a place in which to get comfortable or to stay. Earth was a test to see if you were worthy of heaven. In other words, all of this bullshit, every part of Heaven's Gate is just Christianity dressed up in aliens' clothing. Okay. It's all the same rules. It's all the sa- you get all all we, you get to the same place eventually, but it's just you know aliens. Okay, I mean it makes it more exciting. It's a good twist.
2: Yeah. And if you attempt to read the book by Sawyer uh, by the title by which that will not be named because Ah. we already devoted three minutes to that title last episode, (laughs) if you look at it, it has over 800 pages of the scriptural passages, all the scripture shit that they used as literal examples of why everything they said was correct. So they used the Bible... As an entire source book, it was the only—it was the only thing that they were allowed, essentially, to read. Especially by the end, where they were using it, mining for reasons why everything that they said was right.
1: Hmm. See, the whole point of abstaining and resisting the Luciferians was to emulate those on the next level, because after all, that was the evolutionary level above human, and human attachments kept you from reaching that level. As such, members who planned on coming to the Wyoming camp in 1976 were told in advance to be prepared for a Spartan existence. The invite letter said, quote, If you are ready to go, you will need a car, a tent, a warm sleeping bag, a
2: stove, at least 2 changes of winter clothing and 2 for warmer weather, eating and cooking
0: utensils, and whatever money you can bring. That is literally the exact thing that everyone plans for to go to Bonnaroo. <laughs> that is what That's what every friend is like. You better bring all of that stuff. Yeah. Because Lady Gaga's performing at midnight, but she'll be late. So we need to make sure we take the drugs right at 11.55. It takes 25 minutes for them to kick in. By the time she starts singing, I don't even know a famous Lady Gaga song. Uh, poker Face. Poker Face. Poker yeah. Face will be
2: blooming. <laughs> this is from 1999. I'm pretty uh-huh. (laughs) This is from like 25 years ago.
1: So, once members arrived, Applewhite and Nettles divided the group into what they called star clusters.
0: Oh, I had a couple of those this morning. Ah, First poop of the day. First poop of the day. First poop of the day.
2: You better get those star clusters checked out. Have you gone to the
0: thrombosis doctor? No, I haven't in a long time. Puffin sniffs me, though, and he doesn't say, which means I have cancer. He
3: says, which means cancer free. I was
0: told dogs can sense if you have cancer. And how do you think Puffin is going to tell you? Bark
1: once for no cancer. (laughs) Bark, bark for cancer. I hear him bark twice all the time. You (laughs) have cancer. (laughs) See? (laughs) Solved it. Well, each of these star clusters was named after a different galaxy. And these groupings, the star clusters, were made up of circles of identical tents. And each grouping was supposed to mimic a spacecraft. Hmm. In charge of each individual cluster were members of Tien Do's inner circle, whom the group called Helpers. These helpers would be rotated from camp to camp to ensure that everything was as it should be, down to how everyone's camping equipment was arranged in each tent. Jeez. This is
2: first level. First level of organizing the thought. It immediately pops into hierarchies. What you see, too, is that it, it, it immediately, as soon as there is a... one they decided they are the heads? And Teodot were the ones closest to the godhoods, right? So they're the ones that have the font of truth and they can only the members can only get it through t and doe okay. eventually you have people that Im- uh, immediately sort into people that are holier than the rest of the group that are even more connected to t and doe which means they're even more connected to the godhead which leaves a bunch of stragglers that need to be kept in line but how so even though it is gentle by by passive aggressively saying they should have only one pot <laughs> by passive oh. aggressively saying yeah well this is kind of hum you have two pillows huh do you really feel that um, when we are on the spacecraft that we will need more than one pillow? These, these Well, what if you roll niddlings. over in your
0: sleep? What if you roll over in... And- <laughs> I
2: <laughs> sleep with five pillows. <laughs> I have a pillow under my head. I grip one with my arms. I have one under my butt. I have one between my knees, and there's an extra one because Wendy sometimes likes to sleep underneath that pillow behind my legs.
0: Do you have PTSD from Vietnam? Yeah, Jesus. Why do you hold a pillow when you sleep?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They say that you sleep the same way that you were inside of the womb. They, they say that's, a, that's kind of a comfort thing you learn so, from being a preemie. So did, I wonder if I grip my mom's fucking guts.
0: <laughs> Maybe she'd just eat a
1: baguette every morning and be like, hey
3: Henry Thomas, this is for you to sleep with. <laughs>
1: Well, eventually, Applewhite and Nettles introduced a concept called the smooth whirlwind.
0: Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> this is easily no. something that is infomercialed at 12 a.m. to someone who is hammered who wants to get their life together. Uh-huh. He's just like, I haven't shat that good in five years.
2: I finally got my first ball shaver and I, I shaved my balls for You've the first time. You've talked about totally. the ball shaver already. The manscaper. Already. <laughs> it's called the, I is, see
0: it advertised now for
2: it. Is abs- it is weird to feel all that air that that smooth whirlwind around your balls
0: <laughs> very strange how you need to still wear clothes in public <laughs>
1: <laughs> well in the smooth whirlwind members would rotate from cluster to cluster every day except friday as a kind of getting to know you exercise why not friday because that's the Just day that you gotta you gotta bond to your partner on that day okay yep. yeah you gotta get your bond with your partner smooth but you but gotta no get sex. your bumps no sex no okay. sex no sex At the edge of the largest circle was Applewhite and Nettles, who lived in a small camp trailer that everyone called Central, and every star cluster was connected to Central by a trail marked off by sticks and logs laid end to end. Extrapolating off this structure, the group created their own mini-compound in the middle of a National Forest campground. One of their little areas was a remote circle called the decontamination zone, where members would go when they were bothered
0: by, quote-unquote, spirits. Yep. Oh. They just took away everything fun from camping, though. Cigarettes, booze, yes. yeah. sweets, yes, yeah. drooms, from everything. Because everything. Mm-hmm. I actually really love this idea. This is my favorite cult location so far that we've ever covered. And in a Wyoming forest, not, no less. Love it's camping. beautiful. Gorgeous.
1: I, I, I'm partial to the boat. <laughs> oh, you're just crazy. <laughs> well, spirits in Heaven's Gate nomenclature were attachments to old doubts, desires, and habits, or memories of friends and relatives. So, if the masturbation spirit came a calling,
3: <gasps>
1: <laughs> you had to go to the decontamination zone to cool off.
2: You could just see Brother Zabrowski out there in
1: the middle of the decaminization. so
2: just full like, you know, my tent is pitched inside of my pants. Just be going, get down, get down, come on, get down. Just like rubbing it on a rock and just saying, I'm not coming. I'm trying to scratch it. I'm trying to scratch it. No, and just sticking it in dirt in and out, being like, I'm just trying to end it. I just I don't want to feel this.
1: But they also gave these nerdy names to just regular everyday locations. The parking lot, for example, uh-huh. was called the docking zone.
0: Docking is disgusting for those that know what it is. It's very it's dangerous. Fine. Docking is when you put your penis inside of another man's penis. No, it's just yeah. you
1: just do the, uh, it's a foreskin thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a. Yes, that's exactly what I just said. That's not dangerous. No, it's the tips touching and kissing.
0: What's dangerous about that? I didn't say it. I, Okay, dangerous is not it's dick kissing. It's nothing wrong with that. It's dangerous for Monday morning when the friend that you did it with tells everyone in school. (laughs) It's gonna make for a weird freshman year.
2: Sounding is the dangerous
1: one. Yeah. Sounding Sounding. is that's when you put the big metal uh the big metal rods down your dick hole. Right. That's dangerous.
0: It's all you have fun. Be safe.
1: Well, accepting <laughs> jobs like collecting firewood or doing laundry—absolutely everything had to be done within these zones because all the zones were marked off by like twigs and logs and sticks and shit. You couldn't go outside of the zone unless you were given permission to go outside of the zone.
0: So, Henry, you're taking the boat. I'm going on the camping trip. I'm gonna say you're an um Shinrikyo guy because you love Japan. Uh, well, I do love Japan, but the um Shinrikyo camps were absolutely awful. Like these people said, it
1: was a it was a combination between a constant concentration camp in a canning factory like yeah.
0: don't oh, that's you? really bad now dude yeah, i'm tagging along okay.
1: i'm tagging along i'm coming on the camping trip
0: yay <laughs> how are you gonna be alone on a boat henry i don't know i'm gonna be calling the police to get you both deprogrammed <laughs> <laughs> now they definitely
1: got down to some weird shit in the wyoming camp but ultimately it all sounded comparatively benign when you compare it to some of the shit that went down with Om Shinrikyo. Oh. Of course, Om Shinrikyo is a literal death cult. Yeah. While the Japanese apocalyptic cult would force-feed their followers cabbages and make them eat their own vomit while Shoko Asahara's daughter burned their kids with acid, ah. Applewhite was handing his followers tuning forks.
2: I mean, it's just two <laughs> sides of the same coin. Because the idea of
0: that's what they did for fun is the saddest thing.
2: <laughs> a part
0: wait. of me definitely as a onlooker, Unshim, unshimri- um Shinrikyo would be more fun to be like Barry eat the cabbage eat the cabbage eat it eat it eat it bitch he's eating his puke, eat it, puke. <laughs> man, dude. until it's, it's like just... your turn and they're like oh, oh shit. shit
2: but Natalie and I got into we were talking again I've been talking rambling at her about a lot of this stuff but again um Shinrikyo like Scientology is one of those good ones if you get into management. If you get into management, management, it's great. And it seems you like got to get this, into management, but it does seem like Heaven's Gate. There, that's closed, right? T and D, no, that's it. Heaven's Gate, to me, is then it becomes it's almost hypocritical, that, which is the worst sin of all. <gasps> where they, where they, uh, they don't. They say that there, there is no bosses here. There is
1: no leaders here.
2: We're one of you. We are as classmates as you. Which is all horseshit.
0: Please.
1: Well, members would place a vibrating tuning fork to their head, tune to the note of A, and memorize the sound so they'd have something to focus on to bring them closer to the
0: next level while they were eating, washing cars, or doing laundry. But you know the irony is the people who are camping next to them are just like, man, yeah, we brought all this beer, but they got a bunch of acid over there. Why don't they go over there and talk to them, Henry? You're the charming one. Go get some of the acid they're doing something fucking crazy over there because you have Bonnie Nettles going up to
2: people. This is their television. Hitting a tuning fork on the side of a <laughs> log or something, and they're going, I think i it No, it
3: really important, it. And they
2: all have to sit, and they're like, Oh, very oh, good, very good. Oh.
1: And where Shoko Asahara would use shock therapy through electrode-infused shower caps to keep control... Applewhite instituted a self-imposed system of half silence called tomb time. Uh, what
3: what the
0: hell is tomb time?
2: That's the show that Glenn Borland should have.
4: Done.
0: Uh, this year is a tomb. Oh, uh, this year is uh, another tomb. We have a tomb over
1: here. When members were in tomb time, they could only respond to questions with yes, no, or I don't know, although if a more complex answer was needed, the writing of notes was permitted.
2: Now, this is what you find the most attractive,
1: don't you, Dogme? You wish that you could be in tomb time. Uh, Just not talking and only have a yes or no or I don't know? Sometimes, yeah.
0: No, but not no. always. This would drive everyone completely insane. We're well, podcasters. They well, they didn't do it always. They just did it sometimes. This is just sometimes. Yeah, because
1: it's tomb time. You're in tomb time.
0: All right. And do they just- What? <laughs> did you- That's Have you pitched
1: two. to Carolina this?
2: Tomb have time? Have you pitched to her saying
1: like, um, Carolina, we're in tomb time
2: right now. <laughs> if she wants to have like a really- She'd get that text being like, hey, we should talk. Uh-huh. I have something
0: I got to talk to you about and go, uh-huh. ah, unfortunately- I'm in tomb time. Well, the nice thing is when Carolina proposes the divorce papers, that's a silent act. You don't have to say anything.
1: Well, No, I can still answer questions with yes, no, or I don't know in tomb time. Yeah, because if she said, like, I want a divorce, I could still go, no. See? Yeah, but then
0: she also has a big say in it. But No, I mean, she's got to get you to
1: sign that paper.
0: Yeah, she gotta get me sign that paper. She ain't getting rid of me. You could, she could trick you into signing that paper in a heartbeat.
2: She would just be like, um, "Marcus, I have this. I got the shipment in here. It's this paper. It's for." It's a whole palette of shovels and <laughs> m- Monster Munch. What, yeah. what, what, oh do you like? and don't forget oh, the Iron Brew. Right.
0: The Iron Brew. Oh yeah, up. there's a
2: whole palette coming in. Just sign right. You're divorced. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Who's in tomb town now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't do it because I prefer prawn cocktail over Monster Munch.
0: God, that's bringing us back to our UK tour. <laughs> Prawn and mayonnaise sandwiches. It's not just for people who live under the sea in Spongebob world.
1: <laughs> well, Tomb Time, T and Doe said, was practiced for the next level. Because once everyone went up to space in a the UFO, they would be able to communicate with each other just by putting their thoughts on the, quote, ethers.
0: But really, this is the cloud. I seriously stand by... My claim that I think they would just like living today, mm. I really think so we'll We'll
1: see as we get to the beyond human tapes mm. the, they do jump more into these explanations well, according to surviving members, though, tomb time was an absolutely wonderful experience. They said that while they were in tomb time, they would sometimes experience physical sensations which sound a hell of a lot like ASMR. Mm.
0: i'm pissing myself why am i pissing myself
1: usually these sensations would come at around 3 a.m when the ships from the next level were suspected to be in the closest range to earth Mm. followers said they'd hear ringing in their ears they'd get body rushes and they would have just a general feeling of quote incredible energy This, they said, was often the moment when they would begin to believe everything that Applewhite and Nettles had been saying, because a lot of times they were feeling these physical charges without the aid of drugs or anything else like that. They were thinking, oh my God, this is real. The ships are here. They're close. I'm feeling it because Applewhite and Nettles told me how to feel it. I'm on the right track to the next level.
2: Yeah, now you have the sympathetic relationship between leader and follower. They are all giving each other what they want to have everybody feel good. The leaders feel chosen and special. The followers who have nothing but anxiety about living in the real world uh-huh. get to give up their choices to a leader that does everything for them. And then these little bits of validation make them realize, oh, they make some feel that all of this shit is, is working. And yeah. that I am I am a part of a, a living, working system.
0: Yeah, you should always give up all of your motivation to a Q-tip with eyes. I've always said that. <laughs> always do that.
2: I, I wish I, the paper clip from the Microsoft oh. thing would pop out and tell me to cut my balls off. Yep. Then finally I can be released. Speaking of
0: sounding, that's probably what he's doing now. <laughs> I used to help people with WordPress, and now all I'm doing is going inside <laughs> a and just, oh, no. um, I, But I spoke with the Lucas Brothers, Kenny and Keith, great uh-huh. comedian. If you haven't checked them out, check out the Lucas Brothers. They have been sober for uh, almost a year, and they were saying they can make – like, no weed, no anything. They were saying that you can kind of make yourself trip. The breathing. I don't know how it, it works. It's a, I've never tried, a, but – It's
1: a breathing thing, yeah. The, I don't know. The closest that I ever got to it was when I did the sensory
2: deprivation tank, and I got into it. And there's something about being so bored that your brain creates – it's like – I don't know how to describe it. It was like I shot down a tunnel – like, I saw all sorts of shit, and then for a while I was wondering if this is just, like, edible nuggets that are still in my guts, like, just getting <laughs> right. consumed, like, while I'm sitting in there. But then you wonder, if, if you take away all stimulation, because these people led—let's make no bones about it. This is some of the most bone-grindingly boring lives that you could possibly imagine. The right. goal was to sit and do nothing. They wanted to get to total oneness— with their boredom. So they would sit and do. the In tomb time. They would be staring into sky. Like laying in the dirt. Staring at the sky. For hours. And in a way. It does. It sheds all this other detritus. All the right. other noise coming in. And then your brain starts like kind of. Doing things for
0: you because you
2: do—that's I mean, the way our consciousness
0: works for some reason. And then a group of kids from FSU come and spray you with like the keg hose. and They're like, "Wake <laughs> up, you losers! <laughs> We're partying." <laughs> no, we
1: talked to a uh, bartender in uh, New Orleans that was attached to French Quarter—the bar that was attached to French Quarter Phantoms—and mm-hmm. uh, he said that he does this like breathing exercise uh, that actually can get him like close to the feeling of MDMA. Okay, that he can actually like trip like through breathing. Which I'd like to know more about that. Sure. Yeah, I did.
2: Yeah, man, I'll, I'll fucking... i I'll want your balls right fucking out. <laughs> yeah. Just from being winded on the elliptical.
1: <laughs> well, because these people were getting, like, these tiny validations, Applewhite and Nettles were more easily able to sell the whole fucking program. And the idea was that the more you pretended to be on a spacecraft, the easier it would be to transition to life on a spacecraft. Because even though it was a boring life, it was still in service to... The future life on a spaceship on its way. To heaven, you're still you're pretending the whole time. You're pretending Mm. I'm on a spaceship. You're pretending I'm hanging out with space aliens, and you're having a pretty good time in your mind.
0: In your mind, Henry. Again, (laughs) dude, go get the acid that they're taking over there.
2: These fucking guys are having a killer ass time. They just called the trash can a wastel unit. That's fucking cool, man. (laughs) No, they. uh, It's weird, right? I I don't know because there's a part of me that does understand that lifestyle. You see, the, the again, where I think where Dog and Meat and I part ways, where it's like you're cool with the idea of the sort of spiritual exercise, yeah. where what other cults, kind- of, Om Shinrikyo and Scientology specifically, they gave you all the props. They gave you all the stuff, right? Where it's like, you know, Scientology has like the stupid e-meter you and it merch. has the uniforms. It has all these like, it has things that you can touch that look sci-fi, that help those of us that are not willing to give up my boner. Like to get more into this sci-fi lifestyle where they want they're going the total crunchy way, which is again, they're playing for the afterlife. It's super, super Christian. It gets all it gets rid of all the sci-fi and, and you're you're not living a, a fun life now so that you can fucking trip on the stars later. We haven't really mentioned
0: this yet, but any music? Is there any music involved here?
1: Shit, I don't think so. Well, no, the, actually there is quite a bit of singing from Applewhite, I think. From Applewhite. Well, I mean, their names are music-based, Doe and T. Doe, a deer, a female Is it just
0: that song over and (laughs) over and over over again? Bonnie
2: Nettles' favorite album, quote-unquote album, was the Sound of Music soundtrack. That was her favorite thing on the face of the planet. Okay. So it's just her just being like, I like the end part when the Nazis got up. It's like she was very excited.
1: (laughs) All right. As we said, what came to be known as Heaven's Gate was essentially just Christianity by way of Chariots of the Gods. But when it came to the day-to-day activities of the cult, Applewhite and Nettles ripped directly from science fiction. But where Om Shimrikyo took from Isaac Asimov's dystopian novel The Foundation, Heaven's Gate chose a specifically utopian model. Heaven's Gate... Are about the biggest Star Trek nerds you could find. Ooh. This is again where I fucking love him. This Honestly,
2: <laughs> he looks—he does have a Picard look.
0: He does, no, and Picard does. now has his own television show again. It's pretty good. Marshall would love this time. This time era, Star Trek definitely
2: emboldened the use of silly haircuts. It did <laughs> to promote smartness. <laughs> so,
1: and in an attempt to recruit more Trekkies. Heaven's Gate distributed posters that specifically transposed the biblical story of Jesus Christ into certain concepts and hierarchies that were present in Star Trek. They said that Jesus was essentially the captain who led an away team to Earth 2,000 years ago, and their mission was to help mankind overcome their humanness so they could enter the true kingdom of God, i.e. the United Federation of Planets
0: cool all of this stuff that they're basing their religion on is made by heathens it's made by luciferians the people who made star trek weren't sober you know they were chain smoking in those rooms (laughs) you know on
2: some level they thought that gene roddenberry was touched by the oneness and they were like all this other stuff is bad yes it's bad but star trek is
0: kind of on the money (laughs) that one's okay they love
1: sci-fi like anything okay. that had to do with sci-fi, they absolutely loved. Like they considered it a part of the overall canvas uh, that was Heaven's Gate. All right. Things That's- also got more severe as they went. So they started way more. This was all thought exercises.
2: Again, this is while T is alive. So while she is alive and and with them, it's way more kind of because they were really happy in their own little shitty way. Right. Where Doe and T were a bonded couple they loved each other very very dearly and they kind of they lived and held sway over this group of 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 nerds in the forest for a while and it seemed to really work out because of this time period, it was nice, and they could talk friendly about Star Trek, and they could they could add all of these sort
1: of pop culture references into what they're doing. Because right now, this is all just thought exercises. Mm. But they kept they stayed Star Trek fans throughout. Like at the oh, yeah. end, they were huge uh, Deep Space Nine fans.
0: One Comic Con springing up in Utah. One in Wyoming could have saved all of these people and six winkies.
1: Actually, that was the most shocking thing to Carolina about this whole situation was she was shocked that they killed themselves before the Deep Space Nine series finale. She's like they didn't find out how it ended. They didn't find out what happened to Captain Cisco. Are they true
0: fans? I know on some level They're like,
1: I'm certain that the next level will
2: understand and some of our older members will have taped it, <laughs> so
1: that we can see it. and they loved X-Files too like really? X-Files because it was all about aliens and, and cyber, like no I love it I, they I believed actually, it like... was closer to like next level thinking
0: so yeah oh, they, okay. they loved X-Files loved Stargate Stargate was a big, big thing for them as well. It's interesting to have that connection because those were still kind of niche, but, I mean, X-Files was mainstream. Yeah. Star Wars yep. was still a little bit more niche, but there were still millions of people that loved it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Tricky's ain't niche. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2,000 years
1: ago, Jesus' mission kind of, sort of took... But the mission was still incomplete, so the away team returned to Earth in the 1970s and settled into the mature adult bodies of Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. But this time, the Admiral, aka God, had come along with the captain and his crew. Mm. This idea was taken from the Star Trek movies, where Kirk was Admiral and Spock was the captain. Specifically, they swiped from Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Yeah. Which involved the crew of the Enterprise traveling back in time to save the whales after a space probe evaporated all the oceans in the 24th century. But they also came back, say so like, hey, you got to be nice to the whales. You got to make sure everything's good to the environment here, and so on and so forth. So that's what they kind of transposed.
2: I remember that one. Doesn't it specifically fuck with the Prime
1: Directive, as always? Well, that's the thing. They also transposed the Prime Directive. Prime Directive being when members of Starfleet were not allowed to interfere with developing cultures. Because when it came to Heaven's Gate, they eventually decided that they could not interfere with the spiritual development of other humans. That violated the Prime Directive.
2: Well, it also was because every single time they showed up and tried to explain that this googly-eyed asshole and this other woman were the channeling the godhead and everyone rolled their eyes so hard they fucking fell out of their head once they received enough of those rejections yeah then it finally came into being like we we're not
0: supposed to convert them right i remember that one though leonard nimoy r.i.p right Yeah, yeah actually leonard nimoy uh directed he did.
1: Yeah, he directed yep. Star Trek 4. Well, well, then,
2: then he, um, I sat next to him once in a movie theater. You did? Yep, I saw Inception with Leonard Nimoy. Whoa! <laughs> he sat two seats away from me,
0: and he coughed
3: really bad the whole
2: time. <laughs> he was bad. really
0: sick. Those are just some amazing Hollywood stories. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> write a little a book. chunk. Just a little peep into my world.
1: <laughs> well, to the followers of Applewhite and Nettles, life on Earth was pretty much the same as being on a holodeck. But even though everything on Earth was indeed real, it was ultimately just a training ground for what was to come ahead. Mm. When it came to -to day-to-day life, the group also used science fiction terminology. Bedrooms were rest chambers. Kitchens were neutral labs. Laundry rooms were fiber labs. And offices were compu labs. Hey, guys, you might want to... Give some room to these poo-poo labs. Uh,
3: I just took
2: a uh, download of some samples.
0: of Whoa, mama. It's just more difficult names for things that are very easy to explain. But it gets you in the mood for being
1: on a spaceship. I mean, I love calling a kitchen a neutral lab. Sure. I mean, it's also a
2: brainwashing technique that they use to slowly but surely slide you out of the real world so you create a whole new vocabulary for people. But up to a point, it's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm, now I'm getting. I was scared of Henry's brain. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he's actually doing pretty well. I think he loves Elron Hubbard. He's starting to post pictures of him on his Instagram. I have no <laughs> created a meme. I you created a meme that that did not go viral. You were just posting video or <laughs> images. But I appreciate
2: again him as a businessman. I mm-hmm. like the way he viewed his work. I think that he's a he's a funny little figure, and I love his body. Um, and I think that he set up a right program and then technically you know people people adulterated his vision
0: right. So you're allowed to hold all of that because we just have to sort of ping pong you know have a good time. Marcus, if we lose you, uh-huh everything falls apart. Oh yeah so I uh, know I've
2: already described to Mar- I've already said this to Jackie, I've said this to Natalie. I've said this to Marcus already. if Marcus ever shows up after years of not seeing him with a fucking bowl cut, Talking about he met this guy that is the true one. It's like I get you're an adult and you have your civil liberties and I feel like it's gonna make it's gonna rub people along a wrong way in many ways, but I'm gonna fucking put you in insane asylum. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have you put against your will in a room for a little while and let it see if it passes. I'm just gonna give that a shot first. Before letting you go and just kind of see with all the drugs and the various people talking to you and me showing up with records being like, you miss records? <laughs>
0: <Do> you miss <laughs> these,
1: Marcus? But what if I'm super happy?
0: No, no, you won't be. We also can't. You can't be too happy.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't be too happy. No. Because that's actually, the.
1: it's the blissful eyes
0: of no, the,
2: of so the new
1: recruits. So you're going to put me in an insane asylum because you find me annoying? And happy. And happy, <laughs> yeah. you're, But you're you're annoyed that I'm happy. Yes. No, we're so concerned you're gonna for over. how happy you are.
0: Yeah. Well, fine. Happiness <laughs> is the destination. <laughs> this is about the journey. Live from your Lake. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with...
1: Katie Dirks.
0: Letting you know about Kinda Fun. It's the LPN Wrestling Podcast. And dare I say, it's Kinda Fun, bringing you all the news you need to know about wrestling to keep you up to date. Yeah, we cover all sorts of news from across the wrestling industry, keep you updated... All the hot goss, all the fun stuff. Everything you need to know. So check out Kind of Fun on the LPN Network. It's kind of fun.
5: Live from your grave. Brother Reed from the story must be told here, and without any context uh, whatsoever, here's a piece of an episode called Ghosts Are Hazy Life. Gruder rode in the passenger seat of Sylvie's Corolla like a sick dog. He slid on the seat at every stoplight, and twice got so scared he kicked the dash, scuffing the glove compartment with his dirty white orthopedics. He wouldn't tell her where they were going, and she wondered if he actually knew. He blurted each direction the moment it was needed. Right! And here! And stop! Gruder squealed, like he was ready to throw up. Sylvie skidded to a stop on the shoulder of a busy freeway. At once, Gruder opened the door, ripped off his seatbelt, and ran into traffic. Uncle Gruder! Sylvie cried. Cars honked, each a howling blur. Yet, when she looked, Bruder was already across, waiting for her at the door of the Bethlehem retirement community.
3: This story must
5: be told. Right from your
1: grave. Well, in Heaven's Gate, homes or tents were called crafts. And anything done out of a dwelling was called a, quote, out-of-craft task. Oh. And of course, if they were going to emulate Starfleet... It was only logical that they would create their own uniforms. <sighs> now- <laughs> okay.
0: <Yeah. laughs> this is like I they feel to- like it's the episode of The Simpsons where Lisa cracks the bully, like, the enzymes that make someone want to bully someone. Uh-huh. And I just want to go there. And scream at these people, and I don't know why I feel this way.
1: It's fine. I don't know why you guys have such an intense reaction to these, to nerds. Because they're not- not You guys have an intense reaction to nerds. That's what it is. It's not normal.
0: It's not normal. I feel like You know what it
1: was is, the
2: truth is, when we get into next episode, is that I think that we had sort of diametrically opposed- Reactions to the faces of the members of Heaven's Gate. Because when I look at them, yes, I do feel sadness. I do feel a great deal of sadness watching their reactions and seeing these people give up everything. For Marshall Applewhite, who is one of the most insufferable nerds who's ever like he is an insufferable person to listen, drone, for hours and hours, and he and he talks nonsense and horseshit. Everybody, they all look drawn and thin. We'll we'll talk about. I want
0: to get deeper into this next week, but I feel very badly for these people. Well, and, and I do wish someone came and scooped them. I know you listened to about seven hours. I listened to about forty five minutes of uh, of Apple White. I thought he was kind of funny <laughs> because he does inject like little jokes that kind of get lost. Imagine a life of it. He's not my least favorite.
1: <laughs> but back in the Wyoming camp, the uniform policy was closer to a dress code. Initially, members said they wore uniforms, quote, to make the laundry easier. Mm-hmm. That, okay. that, that makes what, sense. It's, What's his name? Uh, Steven?
0: Uh, that's Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs. Steve Jobs. all black all the time. Mostly they just wore uh, nylon windbreakers, gloves in the winter, and then pants. Cool. They got the old Tanya Harding bodyguard collection <laughs> from Walmart. It looks great. Love it.
1: But every once in a while, the members would get weird with it by wearing hoods with cloth mesh eyes. Uh-oh. These hoods served two purposes. One, it took away their humanity. Like when someone puts on like a gimp suit during sex, mm-hmm.
0: they're no longer a human. Oh, they're now the, an object. Their manhood is definitely so. Yeah, oh, my.
1: And two, it made tomb time a little easier. Because if uh. you can't... <laughs> And there's a tomb. Notice the tomb over there. Because if you can't see someone else's face, then you're less likely to interact with them. It isolates you. And it worked perfectly. Ultimately, what wearing the uniform and using the terminology accomplished was a feeling that everyone was closer to the next level. Hmm. Essentially playing pretend so no one would have to deal with modern society. They're just dropping out. They're pretending like they're on a spaceship. Who gives a shit what anybody else is doing? We're focused on the here and now.
0: They missed some kick-ass stuff from the 90s. Well, no, this is 1976. Oh, they're missing even more kick-ass stuff
1: no. then. Yeah. This is just the beginning of this.
0: Yeah. They didn't Damn. go live in isolation doing this. Just them. So we For are... a long while. That's actually great to clarify. So we are twenty over 20 years out of... Yeah, from the final what I'm going to call Winky Gate.
1: <laughs> we're 21 years out. Damn. From the final Winky Gate,
0: yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Now all of these activities referred to, were referred to by T&O as games, cuz all of it was meant to be challenging and fun.
0: <laughs> it was just a challenging game and uh, <laughs> are Dears. you trying to make me learn because i have been mavis beacon typing i have been on the tip of, all of them uh, you I have would, been such a
2: i could just see the the big face of ben kissel <laughs> all of these michelle pfeiffer like <laughs> teachers from dangerous minds all trying to reach you and you just go nope no <laughs> don't like it oh this there's numbers in a spaceship i don't give a shit don't care. Get Beer in that God. i don't I was- care What is this? Is this a menu for a restaurant? Nope. Get it out of here. I want to see. (laughs)
0: I'm not reading these books. I remember playing video games and halfway through be like, this is educational. Not fun. I was (laughs) fucking sick at Mavis Beacon. Oh, (laughs) shit. I was sick. (laughs) The sentences never made any sense.
2: (laughs) And during this time period they would also play these kind of message games where he would go and he would hide he would literally go and hide and say you got to find us when they would move various camps right they would end up moving camps and what you would do is lay out clues for them to find okay and some people that conjecture that Marshall Applewhite had some sort of code breaking training while in the military which I don't know is true or not I have no clue he did but, he served in the
1: military like very briefly okay
2: yes and so I, I don't know but I they, they these were types of things but again, Again, these games, this is a way to shift it away from we are, we are stripping you of your personality. We're bringing you in deeper. Right. Because yeah. this is
1: challenging and fun. <laughs> Listen to the tuning fork. But it was all like comparatively lighthearted because right. unlike other cults, nobody ever really got punished in Heaven's Gate, nobody was being imprisoned in underground isolation boxes like Good. they were in Jonestown, and nobody was being cooked to death in gigantic fucking microwaves like they were in Ombshenriqueo. That's great.
0: Yeah, you remember? Do you remember that? I do yeah. now.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, they cook them in the microwave. The body would crumple up, and then they would fucking then they would dump the body in acid, and they flush the whole thing down the toilet. And that wasn't happening with Marshall Applewhite. It's not right. Creates a lack of discipline, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it seems like their their followers. Maybe it's because there's not many of them. They do seem to be into it, right? There's no one. They're all no into one it. standing up and be like, not God, today, no,
1: never. Okay, no, no. 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 I mean,
0: Marshall
2: it, Applewhite. Marshall point and Bonnie Nettles, the idea is to very specifically pick these people. they very hmm. specifically they, you had to choose them. that's a part of their 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 line is being like all we ask is that people humbly come and ask us
1: for the truth- mm-hmm. 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 yeah, in heaven's gate, like the most people got was a shake of the head and a tisk tisk <gasps> like mm, shouldn't it be shouldn't be doing that, shredding the carrot. But that's not to say apple white. and What the fuck is shredding what the carrot? What does carrots? that even mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shredding the carrot. Sure. But you're just saying that. You're showing us, but you're just saying. It's
0: when you take your finger and you take your other finger. One finger symbolizes the carrot. The other finger symbolizes the shredder. Yeah. Shredding the carrot. Can you visualize
2: it? Now I can. I'm watching you do it. And it's kind of weird to see you do that. I see you doing that in a big nun's outfit for some customers.
1: That's not to say apple, white, and nettles didn't create a difficult regimen. They actually had a procedure for every conscious moment of life, from cooking and eating to bathing and sleeping. They wrote a list of guidelines called the 17 Steps, which provided behavioral rules that would help one overcome the human condition. Hmm. It forbade, among other things, inconsiderate conversation, clumsiness, procrastination, oversensitivity, rudeness, defensiveness and overfamiliarity this it's is an introvert's dictatorship.
0: <laughs> it really is. And it's very unfortunate that they don't allow clumsiness because I think Mr. Bean would have been a prime Heaven's Gate member. Yeah, because all he does is make those weird little
2: noises and he has that teddy bear thing and it's just Whoa. him just getting a weird shenanigans going... <laughs> 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 just, so they would have loved
0: him. Really? <laughs> great at Tomb Time. <laughs> Mr. Bean's my favorite. It's Whistler's <laughs> mother. Remember that when he messed up yeah. the paint, it, Yeah, right? It was I mean, the movie. Yeah. yeah, the movie and then when he had his gun but it was just his hand and the guy's like put the gun down and then he <laughs> put his hand down in the shape of a gun uh, oh wow uh, what a great classic <laughs> you know, it is a classic
1: well the steps also forbade members from quote using more of something than is adequate like too high of a cooking flame or using too much toothpaste although those rules were more practical than anything because they were all broke as fuck mm. yeah. they had no money So, building off the 17 steps, Applewhite and Nettles instituted a game to exert further control over their followers every moment of existence. This game was called The Docket. During The Docket, a loud beep would go off in the camp every 12 minutes. (gasps) And when the beep sounded, different pairs of partners would report to what they called the service desk, which is what everyone called the awning that hung over t and Do's camping trailer. <laughs> this is... Yep. Yeah.
0: So, okay.
2: Imagine just scurrying. You hear the beep and then everyone has to scurry. And then you got Bonnie clipping her toenails out there be like... You're going to want to save these for the composting. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you,
3: Mommy.
0: (laughs) Another toenail bush is growing.
1: (laughs) Well, once they reported, members would step up to a platform and silently ask the next level what they could do to serve. But they wouldn't get an answer from the next level. They'd get an answer from Applewhite and Nettles.
2: But it's just as good. It's It's just as good as an answer for the next level, Marcus.
1: But it's just fucking chores. Yep. I mean, they'd get, this, like, yeah, go gather some firewood or wash someone's car. But, and if there was nothing pressing to do, they just say, like, I just go back to your day. You're good. They're just having fun with it.
0: That doesn't sound like having fun with it.
1: They're they're having fun with the chores. Yeah, but it teaches
2: you to register to beeps, number one, which (laughs) makes you a dog. Yeah,
0: (laughs) definitely. And number
2: two, this is the exact mentality of every internet startup that had with interns (laughs) for
0: years. That they love the
2: opportunity to talk to the godhead. This (laughs) is all about a fresh, new, fun opportunity for these
0: guys to clean out garbage cans Mm. for the captain and the admiral. I think going forward when it comes to cults, let's find a middle ground between children of God and Heaven's Gate. You're talking about a business. It's a business. Let's just cover Costco. Let's just talk about Costco, where it came from, how did it become the largest store?
1: But even though all this is comparatively carefree when compared to other cults who ended with a gigantic pile of bodies applewhite nettles operated on a level of paranoia that rivaled even jim jones although applewhite never
0: really reached jonesian levels just push back a little bit it doesn't seem like carefree doesn't it it's, it's like not carefree. highly highly care what's the opposite of free in this term
2: that is why I, I i this is this is my main thing with them is that it seems all of this stuff is fairly innocent Right, I'm, and I, I get it. on one level. It sort of is. Well, comparatively, it is, course, is what yeah, I yeah. said. Yeah. Yes, yes. Then jo- especially then Jonestown. But you know that that's kind of what the idea here is, right? We're playing on people that are uh, deeply. Lacking in something they're all missing something that they 're getting out of the cult leader they're they are mm. in this environment for a reason, so all of this stuff is highly highly charged, even though it 's all simple because they believe with each action they do they 're getting closer to living on a spaceship and if mm. if all of this just planned if all of this just panned out to them owning a gem store. Or, or them like creating like a line of clothes, or like them doing something that is that it wasn't a mass suicide. I'd say yes. All of this is fairly carefree, but at the end, a bunch of people committed suicide
1: because of this garbage. Thirty nine.
0: It's interesting. It doesn't seem that nefarious, but yeah, it's a good point. Well there should have ends that way. There should have been a cutoff point.
1: It was pretty much like as soon Oh, there
0: was a cutoff point. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: gosh. Have you thought of writing for Jimmy Kimmel?
0: <laughs> they said I'm too edgy. I go there. You go they, there. I sent my package that says, Be warned, I go there. <laughs>
1: The group was highly sensitive to others seeing them in their space outfits.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is one way of saying, let's avoid getting wedgies today. (laughs) Highly sensitive to be seen in their space outfits is the sweetest way to say, we got to look out. We got to look out for bullies. I'm sick of being bullied. That happened to
2: me when I was walking Wendy. Three nine-year-olds made fun of me for having a tiny dog. And if I just have a tiny dog, they should have I love the tiny dog. I can't imagine <laughs> the amount of bullshit you receive if you're wearing a, a the nerdiest version of a Ku Klux Klan hood.
1: <laughs> So they posted sentries in the hills to watch for hikers or cars accidentally driving up to their site. And if anyone came, everyone would take off their hoods and pretend like they were just a Bible study group.
0: <laughs> Honestly, if you have to change when people see you, you're doing something wrong. N- n-
1: no, I, well... Yes, in some ways. In some ways, not in every or way. Have pride. Have pride. Have pride. Yeah, in your fucking costume. So you, <laughs> you want
0: be? You, you, you want them to be like Ku Klux landsmen? Then,
2: if, if you really believe that you are in touch with the ones that have the only truth, you should be proud to okay. show it and flaunt it.
1: I agree. Well, Applewhite and Nettles even had members practice tearing down the camp in case of a bug-out scenario. And they eventually practiced it enough where the whole thing would be packed into cars in less than 15 minutes. Now, as far as we know, this was only put into practice twice. Once, a member took a car without permission and drove to Laramie.
0: Whoa! While
1: the other time, a member wrote a secret letter to his family. Both of which being a far cry from murdering a fucking congressman like Jim Jones ordered. Mm-hmm. It was just writing a letter and going to town. So they
0: packed it up. They packed everything up. They packed
1: everything up and were like, we got to get the fuck out of here right
0: now. Oh, my God. Well, they better keep it packed up because the OSU college wrestling squad is showing up. <laughs> they are done with their season and they are ready to party.
2: <laughs> all right. All right. I got it. All right. Here, Let me give you this Star Trek hat and give it to my bloodhounds to go, all right, go root out them nerds. <laughs> go get it. <laughs>
1: The thing was nothing nefarious was happening here. They weren't stockpiling guns or sexually abusing anyone or committing even the slightest bit of violence towards each other. They were just weird nerds. Okay. That's all that was going on. Right now they are. At okay. this at this point they were just weird nerds. Now I agree that it did definitely go to a place that it shouldn't have gone. I'm not yeah. saying the Mass suicide, suicide was great.
2: Dog meat. Mass suicide <laughs> I'm actually, I actually I think we
0: might have I think we might <laughs> have to give the lead research role to Henry in this I think I'm I think the jury pool has been polluted. He's been he has been compromised. <laughs> no, I have, I have not been so. compromised.
1: I have absolutely not been compromised. There is a point
0: where it turns and I will point out that event. Okay, cuz right now I am describing 80 people stuck in the woods, no contact with the outside world at the do do everything at the behest of a bald man and a woman who may sound like a talking goat. <laughs> There is something going on nefarious here. I don't
2: understand. I don't want to let me do the public talking. I'm the one with all the ideas and quotes as the godhead Look at my beautiful sexless body.
0: (laughs) Anytime you write a letter to your parents and the entire camp that you're with freaks out, that's a bad sign.
1: Yeah. But even though they did have their own little Starfleet society going, they still had to eat. When the coffers reached zero, as they did time and again... T. and Doe instructed members to go out and get menial jobs to make a little cash. The only requirement was that the work had to be menial because permanent employment sometimes encouraged an attachment to a career, which was a lesson T. and Do quickly learned. Mm. A few times people went out, got jobs and found that life among Luciferians,
0: not so bad, not so bad. And so they just yeah. didn't come back. No, because they can actually watch Star Trek on a television. Oh. On a television instead of being
2: described the episodes by the bowl cutted leader. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys both work these types of jobs. Yeah, I will say of that there's, it's kind of fun when you work in a fast food place or kind of a menial retail place. There is sort of a loose kind of bonding that's created amongst the misfits that have to work at these of places. Course. So you can kind of see how an undersexed lady who's kind of spacey eyed who shows up to work at the Burger King right you can very quickly move very high into the the sexual hierarchy of a fast food restaurant yes. <laughs> it, very easily and oh, all yeah. of a sudden you're you're hot to trot when you're on the fry later and you and you aren't a total carnivorous beast mm-hmm. people want at you oh, and I you agree. start to
0: feel that attention a little bit
1: Oh yeah, there was absolutely a sexual hierarchy at Joe's Crab Shack.
0: Well, I was never one I was never one of the wanted ones. I was big uh. and I was, again, fired for eating too much food. But, <laughs> but hey, they, wouldn't let, me, they wouldn't let me work the register because they literally told me the customers would be scared. But you know for a fact if
2: one busty forty year old woman who is run, on the run from her abusive husband like ended up there you guys would have had like an uneasy that would have started being like questioning no but then it would have blossomed in some kind of relationship no that, that would turn into a
0: lifetime movie that happened and she used to say i'm gonna go wash the dishes she said <laughs> wash instead of wash which i'll never understand how the r snuck in there she had sex with our manager huh not me <laughs> so that literally that exact situation happened and i did not get the divorce. divorcee she, she but you buttered her up
2: for the manager and she had her eyes in the press.
1: Well, Applewhite and Nettles had a way of keeping control over their followers, even when they were out there working these menial jobs. Every 12 minutes, they were supposed to look at the clock and mentally ask the next level, how can I be of service?
0: Uh, well, you can start by pumping the gas of the person who was at the gas station <laughs> here in New Jersey.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not the next level. That's my manager, Tim. <laughs> well... Doe and T did allow members to watch television. <gasps> they plugged the television into a car cigarette lighter <laughs> in the camp, and they all sat around, because how the fuck else are you going to watch Star Trek and Space 1999 and Battlestar Galactica?
0: It's like, it's like living in prison, but with a bunch of trees around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but besides their diet of TV sci-fi, members were also required to watch just regular shows so they could observe human behavior. The only restriction was that they could not watch family-oriented shows like Little House on the Prairie because Little House on the Prairie, quote, vibrated on the human level.
2: And it might make you think of your mom yeah, or your dad or yeah. your brothers or your sisters and, and the then, fact wow. that you left all them. And now you're watching... A tiny television that's plugged into a cigarette lighter hole in a car (laughs) was surrounded by a bunch of stinky people. And and you're not yet in space.
0: I do love that the 70s, they were making cars, and they were like, how strong should we make this cigarette lighter? Oh, man, people love cigarettes. Make it strong enough to power a large television (laughs) because my uncle Steve (laughs) smokes three packs just on the way to church.
1: (laughs) Now, what I read again and again about Heaven's Gate during the mid-70s was that even though these people were committed, they were also constantly plagued with doubts as to whether or not they were doing the right thing. Hmm. Some were a little more vocal with those doubts, though. And those also happened to be the people who were not quite as committed to the process as the others were. So, near the end of 1976, Applewhite and Nettles singled out 19 of the least committed members. Uh Uh-oh. But instead of just telling them that they were no longer a part of the group, Applewhite told them to go to Phoenix, get jobs and await further instructions. Hmm. Now, he did keep in contact with them for a few weeks, but eventually, he just ghosted all of them. And without Applewhite's hands-on discipline, the group just fell apart, and they all just went their separate ways. Passive, aggressive bullshit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they
2: are the luckiest members, though. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It's true. But, I mean, again, it's almost refreshing having the, having the, the, fucking, having the hose
0: spankings. At least you feel the want.
2: Yeah, the you hose feel it. T- the, the hose
0: spanking. Hose, hose spanking. He's spankings. talking again. He wants to be on a carnival cruise ship from hell. <laughs> that is what Henry's dream is.
1: But the interesting thing about all of this is that like almost every other cult Most members who left refused to say a bad word about the leaders themselves. In fact, no one left because they were disillusioned. The 19 who were kicked out had to actually be manipulated into leaving because nobody really wanted to go. Huh. You see, a lot of these people who later participated in the suicide said that they were hooked from day one. And it actually made a lot of sense that these people in particular were looking for something stable. Because a lot of them were coming from the failure that was the 60s counterculture. Mm. These people had offered peace and love, and the world had rejected it. And I'd imagine all a lot of them wanted to do was crawl into a fucking hole and not deal with it. Which was exactly what Applewhite and Nettles were offering. Mm. Plus, for some of them, I'm sure removing even the possibility of sex from their lives was a relief, because the free love movement had hurt a lot of people, and a lot of the folks who shouldn't have been a part of that scene found themselves participating in it whether they wanted to
0: or not. That is why I will say this, and I always have said it, charge for love. <laughs> charge Man, for you love. get something in monetary gain. Yeah. I below. believe
2: in the transactional nature of sex <laughs> sometimes. It needs to be stated up front, but once you get it handled, it actually really works. I think that it's also a lot of, again, you know, Marshall Applewhite and Nettles really saw the people that, we truly affected by this. And it was because free love was kind of the style of the time, yeah. right? There was this idea that we were all supposed to buy into this breaking down of labels, mm-hmm. which I do appreciate. I do understand why, but there are people that are not equipped for that. And I think especially if you are maybe towards the asexual edge— or you are t- you are confused about it, or you or you want monogamy, or you want these other things. You want and and, and during this time period, it was uh, it was not very stylish to believe in these things. So mm. you are kind of pulled into this whole world of bullshit, and it kind of makes a perfect ground to find somebody who's specifically saying no sex here. Yeah, there's absolutely no There absolutely there's-, there's none. So you come and join.
1: You're not going to get hurt here, essentially. Like, you're not going to get hurt. You're not going to have to deal with any of that bullshit because it is all forbidden. And also, Mm -hmm. you get to go to space on a spaceship.
0: Now, that last part's pretty fun.
1: (laughs) That's the fun part. (laughs) I say. I mean, with some exceptions, like the late 60s was a highly fucking selfish period of time in America because a lot of the people we now know as boomers were only concerned with themselves and what they wanted. Because remember, the original name of that generation was the me generation. Mm. That's what it was all about. Me. What I want. Except for the boomers that buy our VIP tickets. We really enjoy them. <laughs> we love them. Now, this is purely speculation on my part, but I'd imagine that quite a few Heaven's Gate members got a big, nasty taste of boomer fuck shenanigans, and not having to deal with it ever again was actually a feature of Heaven's Gate. Not a bug. Well, when you watch, when you listen to him talk, the, the sex stuff is obviously some of the most important
2: f- parts of this entire group was the lack of sex specifically the lack of trying to destroy even the bottom of sexual thought like the the idea of desire they were trying to get rid of and I think that it does have societal reasons and then I think it also that's why it attracted a very specific member because it, it was people that were either hurt in the past or people that are I mean they couldn't make it work yeah they couldn't make relationships work yeah they couldn't fit they and it's not that they not either for lack of trying or or there was some kind of anxiety or some fear and then this just was another way of uh it's an anxiety reliever because now the option's taken from me i don't have to worry about relating to people on this other way because because it's difficult for me and now i don't have to anymore right
1: so when t and doe closed up the campsite in wyoming 69 members remained in the group for the next two years, the group stayed at different campsites in the Rocky Mountains and eventually made their way back to Texas. But during this time, they were essentially nomadic. As we said last episode, Applewhite and Nettles have been making headlines since the 70s. And their profile eventually got high enough where ABC developed a pilot in 1979 based on their lives called The Mysterious Two.
0: Ooh.
1: As we know, getting a TV show made. Is exceedingly difficult.
0: Well, especially back then. I think there was only three channels.
1: And the whole thing got put on hold. But in 1982, that pilot morphed into a TV movie, which actually got made and was aired on national television.
0: So they allowed themselves to be interviewed by Hollywood producers and to be put on television? Someone stole their story. Someone read about it in a newspaper
1: article, stole it, wrote a, wrote a pilot about it. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. This movie, directed by Gary Sherman, who did a fantastic Donald Pleasance movie called Raw Meat. Did you ever see Raw Meat? I did see Raw, Raw Meat. Meat. I love it. It's, it's fucking great. That's the same great. director. It also had uh, Priscilla Pointer, who played the mom in Blue Velvet. Oh. And a very young, pre-Nightmare on Elm Street, Robert England.
2: No kidding. Yeah, yeah. I gotta see this. I actually didn't know it was on YouTube. I'm gonna watch it before next week's episode. [SSSSSS3]
1: Yeah, and I didn't have time to watch the movie, but from what the synopsis tells us, the story is of two aliens who come to Earth to start a cult that promises their followers a trip to space on their UFO. Uh [SSSS3] Uh-huh. And it's rumored that Applewhite and Nettles helped to at least construct the story. Which makes this movie the first widely disseminated piece of cult media produced in modern times. Damn, Whoa. interesting. I mean, I guess you could maybe count Cease to Exist, the Beach Boys song that was based on Charles Manson's Never Learn Not to Love Again. Oh, wait, Never Learn Not to Love Again was based on Cease to Exist. You could what? count that.
0: <laughs> I did a whole series of things, and again, check out Marcus's new music podcast, "No Dogs in Space." Yeah, and honestly, uh, quick, quick side note: thank you all so much for the amazing response to "No Dogs in Space." Yeah, thank you. It's Un- been overwhelming, it's unbelievable, great. and that makes That's Marcus feels good. Yeah. That makes Marcus awesome. feels good. Yeah, it made, that that me makes me and
1: Carlinus feel, feel so, good, so good. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been a fucking great response, absolutely. But strangely. This TV movie was not an attempt to gain more followers. In fact, by the late 70s, recruitment efforts had stopped altogether and followers were starting to fall away one by one. The ones who stayed, though, were about to enter an entirely new level of sci-fi weirdness and the next logical step when it comes to a cult. Everybody was about to get new names. Whoa, cool. Starting in April of 1977, Applewhite and Nettles told everyone to drop their human names and give themselves new ones. Okay. Now everyone was sort of allowed to choose their own, or have others choose it for them.
2: I want to be the thundergull. <laughs> you
0: can oh! be thundergull.
1: Oh! <laughs> yep. You had to choose it within strict cult guidelines. Oh, oh
0: man, okay. come on, thundergull.
1: <laughs> everyone was allowed a three-letter, single-syllable. Followed by the suffix Odie. In Applewhite's world, Odie was a suffix that meant child of God. Odie was a contraction of the words of God, while the Y was added to make it friendly. Like calling Jim, Jimmy. Or if I called you
0: Benny. Benny. I hate old it. Old Benny. I hate it. Sounds like I've been in prison for stealing a bunch of olives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if
2: the olive heist of 2021 was very, very well documented, everyone of course. will see. But he also does the same thing with Lucifer. He calls him old Lucy. And mm-hmm. He says it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. It's not cute. Right. There's something cute about it.
1: You watch too much Beyond Heaven.
2: It poisoned your well. No, it did not poison my well, and it showed me that this is all fucking absolute horseshit.
0: No, no, I think it's possibly true. We haven't gotten to the end of the story, and my understanding is there's six loose ding-dongs on a spaceship right now. And they are just like,
3: (laughs) we made it, we made it. Well,
1: as far as the three syllables went, it was usually a shortening of the member's given name, or it was related to a personal trait of the member. Uh. For example... A particularly tall member was called Tall Odie. That's you, right? No, no, it's Fucking. more like a, a
2: or a particularly drunk member. <laughs> that would be his name, be Draodi, and that would be uh, this guy over
1: here. Look I'm, at him! I'm gonna
0: kill! <laughs> this guy. I'm gonna kill you all!
1: <laughs> no, no, no! I'm being serious. The guy was called Talo. No, no I believe you. I was. I'm not making fun of
2: you.
0: No, I'm stating <laughs> the point. <laughs> I,
2: we never made fun of you once.
0: No.
1: We just said things. We just said things. Yeah, just said things. Another member who was new called himself Neodi. Uh, mm-hmm. While another, who had a thirst for knowledge, was called Thirstody.
0: Ah, uh, interesting. I... Oh, Henry, I got your name right here. It's called Belody. Because you're bloated and you smell like baloney. You're belody. Yeah. <laughs> what is this, Jeff Ross's cult? <laughs> I can't take the roast anymore, guys. I gotta go back to normal life. <laughs>
1: The point of this, Applewhite said, was to bring you closer to the next level while disassociating yourself from your family tree. Mm. But everything changed for Applewhite and Nettles in the early 80s. Two members of the group received inheritances totaling somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 thousand dollars Jesus fucking Christ and they both turned into the WB frog just like <laughs> kicking
2: and dancing so excited
1: And for the first time the group was able to rent actual homes oh
2: why why are so many people in these types of cults and inher- get huge inheritances I was always hoped when I was super broke that some weird member of my family would die and yep. I would just get money and But why does it happen to them? Why do they get the lucky
1: roll of the dice? Well, because the ones it doesn't happen to, you never hear about.
0: Yeah, Uh, that's true. 300K, that's honestly probably like 1.5 million by today's cash. It's a lot of cash.
1: It's it's a lot of cash, and it took them a long way. Cool. Well, their first craft, as they called every dwelling they ever lived in, was in Denver. (laughs) Here, everyone's routine was prescribed to the absolute minute Luckily, though, one woman who left in 1981 actually kept a written record of her daily schedule. So we can take a peek into what it was like inside a Heaven's Gate house. Ooh, I'm excited. Her first of four daily rest periods began at exactly 3.37 p.m. and ended exactly two hours later. At 5.57 p.m., she took a bath. 24 minutes after that, she took a vitamin pill, which was only one of 32 vitamins she had to take in one 24-hour period. At 6.36 p.m., she drank a liquid protein formula, and an hour later, she ate a cinnamon roll. Then, by 9.54 p.m., she went to bed for exactly two hours, then woke up again to do even more tasks, and this was done every single day. Well, they
2: do this on purpose. You chunk up somebody's sleep time and it makes them exhausted, yeah, it makes it so that they um can't even think about breaking out of a schedule uh-huh. that has been handed to them. so this is their every minute was scheduled
0: what and happens so, if, What happens if you have like anything outside of a normal let's say you got a case of the runs and they make you exceptions the, for the get for the runs, okay, so you can like. Yeah, they don't want you shitting all over the house. I don't know what uh, they want.
2: <laughs> what it also shows, though, is stuff when tinky things happen like that. What a fun thing that I imagine happens is that that shows that you haven't been doing the work. And that you now, uh, when your body reacts badly to these things, mm. sometimes, especially in transition, it shows that you have more work to do, quote unquote, to get to release this vehicle. This is where the weird inner punishments would start. Because every single thing was a reflection on uh, about whether or not they were getting closer to the sexless vehicle or the whatever their their perfect being shell was supposed to be. Because aliens don't get diarrhea.
0: Yeah, you want it, you want to get this vehicle to heaven? I think I got it right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm halfway to Mars, baby. Well, I don't th-
1: I don't think that's true because like watching the uh, the exit videos and how these mm. people interacted with each other, they were very caring and loving to one another like this was a tight knit group and i don't think they would have made each other feel bad for having diarrhea
0: the- well we've gotten way off topic here talking about <laughs> diarrhea that's my fault <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm sorry you, about did, that. This. I you am did this i'm sorry but no
2: but it brings up a point I think that they had their own camaraderie and then it was different when it came to the teacher. I think the teachers were always separate from the rest of them. If you they, Looking at the Beyond Human stuff, you watch him speak to them and they sit like little rabbits at his feet.
0: <laughs> Henry, you have not been listening. They have no camaraderie. That's not allowed. <laughs>
1: Well, this woman who wrote this list, when she wasn't focused on a specific task, she would cook, which they called fuel preparation. She'd mm-hmm. study astrology or do brain exercises like jigsaw puzzles or something similar. <laughs> I don't, oh, she okay.
2: Never It's literally just Marcus and Carolina's life. I know. No, that's it, true. It just what they like to do. Knowing
0: that this is Marcus's favorite cult, it's kind of like I'm looking through the lens of also judging him. Like, <laughs> yes. like this is yes. this is why, well, that's like,
2: why- <laughs> He's slowly getting mad because as we pick if we pick on it like he's, he see I'm not trying to roast your behavior Marcus you're allowed oh, yeah. to do whatever
1: I'm, you want we are perfectly comfortable with yeah. the lives we
0: live. Jigsaw puzzles are great. Oh no, yeah, fun. I love yeah. them.
1: Well, this woman never ever left the house and only knew what the weather was like by looking through a skylight because all the windows in the house were constantly covered. Oh. She said this routine best as she could guess Lasted six months. She's Ugh.
0: agoraphobic.
1: Well, she's not uh, agoraphobic. You don't she was, think so? No, 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 no. I she don't. Covered all a, of her windows. She didn't cover all of her windows. The cult covered the windows. Is this to isolate them? You,
0: this is very bad.
1: But she yes. was in the house with other people. It wasn't just her, she wasn't doing this stuff of her own volition. It was other no. people telling her to do this. She honestly, no, she
0: didn't we, have her own volition. The it's coming from within the house. <laughs> <laughs> this is—you are really whitewashing. You know? So they—they they covered all of the windows. Yeah, yes. This is... Don't. Yeah. No. I that's said not yeah. The, normal. the
1: windows were constantly. I'm not saying any of this is normal. I'm just <sighs> what the only point that I'm making here. But you didn't say like, oh, this, this is where
0: it gets weird. You were just somebody, somebody covered the windows. They played jigsaw puzzles. S- like Somebody is about to join me on the podium at the Slippery Slope Olympics. I think Marcus is looking
1: at a bronze. No, my whole point of this is that it's not, I'm not going to join this. I could never do this. No, you can't I could, anymore. I could never, ever. Yep. I would not have the discipline to do any of this, nor would I really want to do this. No,
0: I've seen that thing you're packing. You don't want to. You
1: just said the word discipline like it's a thing that it's good. You
2: just said the word discipline
1: like you wish you had the rigor. To do this. <laughs> no, I don't. I just don't have the discipline to do this. But my point is that. These people made a choice. Like, this is a choice. At every point, this is a choice. We cannot take away these people's agency and put it all on Marshall Applewhite. Of like, oh, this is all Marshall Applewhite doing this. This is all Marshall Applewhite's uh, manipulation. These people, up until a certain point, are making a choice Uh to to participate in this life. Okay. It's a vicious cycle. Yes. I would put as far as what Heaven's Gate ate, they tried just about every diet known to man, but all of them always ate exactly the same thing and the diet was constantly changing. This, they said, was to break their attachment to food so they could look at it as pure fuel. And this I actually kind of get.
0: There's a lot that you get. I'm not even going to talk about it. (laughs) It's very food is a wonderful thing. It brings people together. It gives you life. It's a great line through cultures. It's annoying. It's not annoying Marcus. (laughs) You need food. Food is a wonderful thing. I know I need food but I gotta
1: eat it like three times a day. I'm
2: hungry right now and I don't want to be. Dogmeat and I broke it down yesterday. Dogmeat does, he does ascribe more and 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 puts more of a values kind of qualification on a monastic lifestyle than somebody like me. I'm a Bacchanalian. Yeah. Right. I like, I believe in the pleasures of the flesh. That is why I le- I lean towards the idea. That's why I'm a Satanist. Because I b- believe in the idea of I all of the things that are good, I want it now. I don't want it in the afterlife. I fuck the afterlife because the afterlife doesn't exist. Where I believe Marcus uh, uh, does adhere closely, li- closer to the idea that this lifestyle, like a, a a more sparse lifestyle, a more pure lifestyle, helps your
0: brain be uncluttered. Okay, mm-hmm. Henry, you're going to hell. Marcus, I don't know where you're going to end up. This is about eating food. I need you to just enjoy it. It's nice. It brings you together. Learn different cultures through food.
1: no, I, I I enjoy food. I just you know, I wish I could just sort of enjoy food when I want to enjoy food, not enjoy food when my body tells me I have to eat food. You're an insane person. <laughs> Well, that Heaven's Gate, sometimes the diet would be vegetarian, sometimes it would be fruitarian, and sometimes they would do water or juice fasts. And when they needed to, quote-unquote, cleanse, they would drink a concoction of cayenne peppers coupled with enemas.
0: Gotta get it out. Gotta get it out. Oh, is the cayenne pepper in the enema? No,
1: they're drinking no, cayenne oh, no. pepper.
0: Oh God! No, they're not, <laughs> not doing really. the hot seat. They're not doing hot seat. To, 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 to,
2: it's very. That's a very is that the LA therapy. term
0: for cayenne pepper enema. The old hot seat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they uh, did the, the very standard. It's water. It's water with cayenne pepper and maple syrup in it. That yeah. they they drink every morning. That it's like a fast.
0: Yeah. 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 I, 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 I have heard that that's still in vogue, like Goop talks about it. That's still something that I've heard about to this day.
1: Yeah. But even Uh. though their diet was strict, no one was ever malnourished and no one ever got sick from these diets. The point was not to break these people down because they do that. uh, Starvation is something that's done a lot of times with cults. The point was to make eating a bland, monotonous task, like filling up a car with gas and oh, you would need man. to be a type of person anyway to wanna
2: live this life. Yeah. So th- that that's why right. this that's why they were even there is because they were into this. I wouldn't last 15 seconds. No. <laughs> I don't like camping. First just, of all, I don't even like camping.
0: And I like food. I can just see one of them taking a bite of a of um a- Stuffed crust pizza, Mm -hmm. and then beginning at the stuffed crust, all of a sudden the screen becomes light, (laughs) and all of a sudden there's color in the world. Like Pleasantville? Like Pleasantville, (laughs) and they're just like, wow, there is something out there.
1: Well, for apple, white, and nettles, enjoying food was on the same wavelength as engaging in sex, because these two things were linked to a mammalian existence. Next level beings didn't even think about eating or fucking, so the group should do the
0: same. Any idea how the next level beings procreate? They don't. They don't. They just live forever? Yeah. They don't die. They split. Yeah. They don't die. They don't they they don't
1: procreate. Luciferians die. Luciferians procreate. That's what separates the next level beings from the Luciferians. Okay. And to make sure people weren't sneaking cupcakes or masturbating, (laughs) members would take shifts as quote-unquote eyes to monitor each other's behavior.
0: This is very unhealthy.
1: Yeah, but... This was not seen as a threat or a punishment. The other members actually welcomed it because all of them wanted to change their behavior as quickly as possible. And if you had someone else
0: watching you all the time, it was easier to break old habits. Oh, yeah. That's not going to lead to a bizarre sexual fetish where now you're a cuckold and you love to watch other people <laughs> masturbate.
2: Honestly, I feel like you could probably work up a little inner thing being like, let me get one out. would <laughs> be better if
0: I just got this out. And then you just watch him do it. You yeah. Know what I mean, and then he watches you do it. Yeah. Seriously, like what Aaron Hernandez used to do with the quarterback when he was in high school. Yeah. Isn't that uh, new Netflix documentary pretty good? It is pretty good. I, I liked I, it. I recommend it. The Aaron Hernandez documentary, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be watching it for sad stories. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it. And of course, none of these people were in contact with their families. But in 1982, after a lot of them had been totally off of the grid for about seven years, some went to visit their parents on Mother's Day. Okay. But even though you might think these families, like Henry said, would lock these people in a room and call the nearest deprogramming expert, Uh most of them were so shocked that their children weren't dead that they just welcomed all of them with open arms.
0: Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. But
1: one member who'd been an aimless drug user on the brink of death when he disappeared, he came back a mature, helpful, enjoyable person. Stayed for two weeks, helped around the house, then... Disappeared again without leaving an address or phone number.
0: Was something happened? Did something happen that they broke the rule that you can't talk to your folks? They were given permission. So every seven years? They got messaging from up top that
2: they should all go and say hello to their families because up until this point, they're still weaning people off of their human relationships. So they like to pretend. That they're totally cool with people coming and going. Mm. So what they did was schedule a visit that everyone can go do just to see how cool they were. Just to see how like, no, look, we're not forcing you to stay. you can leave anytime you want, even though the insinuation was like, but you'll come back and we're going to get right back into this. But this is me showing you how cool I am that I'm allowing you to do this.
1: Right. Okay. And this was not like a proselytizing trip. When these people were asked where they'd been and what they'd been doing, they would give only vague answers about learning computer technology, and they would refuse to talk about their day-to-day. Like, this was just the people, at this point, like, the people who were in the cult, that's all they wanted. They wouldn't start recruiting again for another 10 years or so. Okay. That same year, though. Things took a dramatic and tragic turn for Heaven's Gate, both for Marshall Applewhite and for everybody actually in the cult. In May of 1982, Bonnie Lou Nettles lost an eye to cancer. And three years later, she died after a long bout of liver cancer. Mm.
0: How the hell did she get liver cancer if they 're all so healthy and
1: uh... i mean no it 's that 's the thing is that it 's not about being healthy that 's that was not their diet. that was not the reason behind the diet. The reason behind the diet was to make eating bland and as utilitarian as humanly possible. It was about hmm. finding what is the most bland combination of foods that can keep our our vehicles going from day to day to day
0: well if no. they were around today they would just have the arby's um the the cheddar roast beef sandwich it, which we had and it's very bland now yeah. oh
2: it's awful well is this a damning is this a damning uh, a t- accusation against arby's saying it is Flavor <laughs> profiles have
0: slipped it's rare well,
2: bonnie nettles wouldn't go to a doctor so her uh. body got riddled with cancer and she died, even though she had a very extensive prayer. There was one of thing. They, they all used to go and devise their own prayers. So Bonnie Nettles had a prayer that she would say, basically saying, I know that there is a gland inside of me that will grow. It will grow and heal me. And she used to do this every day for hours upon hours, praying uh-huh. to not have cancer anymore. But then it brewed. She, she got it brutally went all over her whole body but what Marshall Applewhite did was say what this shows is that there is too far of a gap between how close she was to the next level spiritually and that her body was dying off it was it was it was killing itself so that she can finally be released to go to the next
0: level so he threw her under the bus no, saying, no. Oh, she wasn't close enough yet. No,
1: no, 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 It was not a negative thing. Oh. It, it, it was not her fault. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was just tweaking. Yes. Yikes. Uh, yeah. All right. It was,
2: it was spinning.
1: Yes, ah. spinning. And this right here, this is the moment when the cult turns bad. Oh. Now, even though Applewhite was absolutely devastated by this development, he more or less rolled with it. I mean, he'd lost his closest friend, but he had not lost an ounce of his faith. And since T was now gone, he had to tweak the theology. Before, the line was that followers of Applewhite and Nettles would have their biological bodies transformed into the evolutionary level above human upon their entrance into the starship. No dying required.
0: Okay. Love it. Love it.
1: But after Bonnie and Nettles passed away, everything changed. Soon after her death, Applewhite started saying that, quote, These bodies would not survive the transition. Talk also started circulating of the need to, quote, abandon the vehicle that was their human bodies.
2: It's soft talk. He slowly but surely enters these little harmless, they're harmless statements saying that the bodies would not survive the transition, distancing himself Uh. from saying the actual words. Abandon the vehicle is another, like, it's using these terms. You create the word vehicle to say your body. You're separating yourself specifically. It is mm-hmm. all about it, making sure that we never say the word mass suicide because that would harsh some
0: people's mellows. Right. But isn't this the time then that they should be allowed to trash the place? <laughs>
3: Have fun. Smoke <laughs> six. Get whiskey.
0: Eat all the cheese
1: you want. I mean, That's really. A very it's, good point. Uh, well, this is 1985. The suicides don't come until 1997. Get the cocaine! The 80s (laughs) cocaine before it got destroyed! What Applewhite told his followers was that Nettles was indeed still alive. But she had gone on to the next level, leaving her human vehicle behind in order to skid off on a UFO to the kingdom. Mm. Furthermore, Applewhite said that he was still in constant contact with Nettles. The chain of mind had not been broken, and anything Applewhite said was supposedly coming straight from Nettles. And this was wildly fucking convenient for Applewhite. No kidding. See, if his followers did indeed believe in the evolutionary level above human and believed that Nettles and Applewhite were inhabited by alien God and alien Jesus, they also had to believe Applewhite's story that Bonnie Nettles had reached the next level. And so if they believed that she had reached the next level, then it followed that everything she said through Applewhite was now extra super special true because she was now living everyone's ultimate goal.
0: They could have made so much money on Wall Street during this time. It was a great boom for the economy in the mid '80s. Well, for certain people, for that's the for nerds, <laughs> for people who look, look at me, I'm
2: up in heaven, y'all, enjoying myself. My pussy fell off, my nose fell off. <laughs> Things are going great up here, and the starship. I gotta tell you what. Is
0: really nice? It's nice. <laughs> uh, can we eat whatever we want up there? What kind of food is up there? No! <laughs> you get
2: oh. soup and beets! That's all you get, same as usual. <laughs> oh,
1: man. <laughs> well, what Marshall Applewhite now had was a way to beg off anything that anyone said concerning what he said they should do because now it's all coming from nettles and you don't have nettles to there to say oh no that's not actually what i meant that's not actually what i said now it's just coming straight through applewhite's brain because when Uh this cult was just run by marshall applewhite and bonnie nettles it was totally fine, totally harmless. Everyone's just pretending they're in a spaceship. Who gives a shit? Who right. cares what these people are doing? It's no. all, it is all personal yeah. choice. They're not hurting anybody. They're just doing what they do. But once Bonnie Nettles dies and Marshall Applewhite is solely in charge of everything, that's when shit gets dark. And just- that's when you got to
0: get out. Just wait but, until you die, Marcus, and I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm getting word from Marcus. Oh, fine, I'll tell them. I did all the work for last podcast at the left. Marcus has told me to tell least. you the truth. I have been the secret brains behind the operation for a long time, yes, and the brute.
2: But then I wonder if they did not, because while she was dying, they had their private meetings, and she was kept away from the group as she physically deteriorated. Same thing, hmm. it was very similar to LRH, when, as he was dying, they put him away so they could spin— they could spin all the narratives about right. what was happening and i wonder if there was not some discussion about where are we taking this thing and that she was because she was a true believer and did believe i'm transitioning we are going to we are going to talk about my body dying off so i can go and maybe she's just like now y'all got to come with me she I, was number
0: 1 right she was yes. number 1 yeah.
1: I don't think Bonnie Nettles said, you guys going to come with me, because that idea didn't come about until 1994, like 10 But she years. told
0: him. Well, they, she told him, though, from heaven. <laughs> Wait a second. So you mean their mass suicide plot didn't come together until the grunge movement? Uh, I see. Everyone was
1: depressed. Well, in 1988, Applewhite released a pamphlet called The 88 Update. And... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, he still got it.
1: He mailed it out to new age centers around America. Although it was weird that he sent out the '88 update because the '88 update was really just a set of guidelines for living within the group, and those guidelines hadn't really changed in ten years.
2: If you look that up, I think that's the most concise boil down of their inner belief system. It's it's a good rundown from top to bottom if you want to read and and see what their what the way they wrote about themselves.
1: Hmm, okay. Then, in 1992, Applewhite recorded and released a series called Beyond Human. Cool. Broadcast on an unknown channel somewhere on old school satellite TV, Beyond Human was a 12-episode series outlining the group's beliefs.
2: Now, I watched Hmm. hours of this series, and the reason why, at first I was like, why am I watching this? Because (laughs) I wanted to feel what it's like to be in their world. Like, what is it like to sit in a class, quote-unquote, with Doe and hear, hear directly from the, the the fountain, hear from the spigot, to see, have him pour into my mind, see what I can glean from this. And after hours of boredom, I started to really see uh, a pattern that I think was interesting. And so what I noticed is that every single time Marshall Applewhite would talk about the hard stuff. When he would talk about uh, his his terminology for mass suicide, the idea of abandoning the vehicle, mm. or when he'd talk about abandoning your family or do so he'd turn on the waterworks. So you start to see these this kind of the charismatic hold that he'd have on his his followers, where the punishment that he used to do and dole out was that we are now so emotionally close to listening to this prattling, uh, wide eyed moron talk for hours, that he, when he started to cry about the stuff that was so hard for him to tell you that you, he had to do, and the burden that he had to tell you to do, because mm-hmm. it's, it's gobbledygook. He started talking about how he, they, one of them asked a the question, but what's the difference between the mind, the soul, and the vehicle? And he started saying that the soul comes from, comes from the heavens, right? It comes from the next level beyond human, but it's put inside the mind, it contains the mind, which is a pillowcase filled with mind stuff. That percentages are, are filled with Luciferian thought uh-huh. and next level thoughts, right? But that's all inside the vehicle. So the, the, pillow ca- is the pillowcase, the pillowcase, the pillowcase can be stuff. bigger than the body. <laughs> Yay! Yes. Okay. And you have to increase the percentages of next level mind stuff into your soul pillowcase, so it can be the majority of mind stuff inside of you, and that it's a constant push and pull. To get the, the get the the Luciferian mind stuff out, uh-huh. Lucy's funny little mind stuff out. Get rid of the Lucy's. Get rid of the Lucy's. Get the tidies in. Get
0: the tidies <laughs> in. And then what's the pillow?
2: You fucking asshole.
0: No, I just I uh, do, the do the work. Do the work. No, next time. I don't. You're the one who watched it. What is there any reference to a pillow?
2: Nope. Uh it's a uh, absolute, total, capital H. Horse shit.
3: Hmm. Well, yeah. I don't
2: think he's a moron, though. I think he's he's uh, a yes. He's very uh, adroit. When you watch him yeah. do these videos, you see him you see him play the room, yeah. And yeah. you just have these two watery eyed students watching him, mm. hanging on every word, smiling, so happy to be in his presence. Jeez. And in the first episode, you watch him berate them for not asking questions. Then they start bringing in questions. And he doesn't fucking answer a single one of them. All, his, his, all of his answers are the circuitous b- b- bumble gook coming out of his mouth, and he's riffing. Natalie was uh. watching some of it with me, and she put it correctly, where she was like, it's like a seventh grader asked to do a presentation on his book report, and he hasn't done the reading. So he's just riffing.
0: Honestly, back against the wall, that's when you know you have talent. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Well, Applewhite did introduce some new terminology in these videos, at least new to the general public. He said that instead of saying me when right. referring to their bodies, they referred to their flesh and blood as this vehicle. Okay. Which served to separate them even further from their human urges. And Applewhite took it even further than this. The self, he said, existed on a hard drive. And the body was a form of hardware, and the true self was a form of software. Prayer was radio transmission and miracles were technological wizardry. Mm-hmm. Hmm. The soul, he said, was computer technology, <gasps> which was made up of deposits put there by next-level aliens. But not everyone had deposits, and in fact, it was exceedingly rare for humans to have deposits. As such, only those who were gifted with deposits had the eyes to see the message that Applewhite was trying to bring to humanity, which is why he had so few followers. Yeah. And, and, the, <laughs> and those deposits. That's why. And the, not uh, because it sucks. No. It's and
0: because
2: those... only so many people get the next-level-beyond-human-gland
1: That's put inside of you. Mm -hmm. And those deposits acted as a homing beacon to the level above human, which is why those people were attracted to Marshall Applewhite, because the deposits the next level aliens put there sent them to Marshall Applewhite because he had a next level
0: alien living inside of him. And I believe he also, Marcus, you left one out. He said when you are very close with someone and you love that person, you stand them. And you stand that person. <laughs> I and remember
3: him
2: saying, "He loves." Yes, he says, "We do not stand our balls anymore." No, we do not.
1: <laughs> we do not. So after Beyond Human, the group began placing ads in national newspapers and new age centers. One ad that ran in USA Today said, "Quote: UFO cult resurfaces with final offer.
2: The Earth's present civilization is about to be recycled, spaded under." Its inhabitants are refusing to evolve. The weeds have taken over the garden and
0: disturbed its usefulness beyond repair. I love that the newspaper were just like, well, are they paying for the ad? (laughs) I guess we'll just run run it. (laughs) it. I wonder why no one trusts us anymore. (laughs) Uh -uh. But uh, yeah, let's just put this ad in there. This is USA Today. Oh, yep. I know. So, this is so, what it still mattered too.
1: <laughs> well, that ad was run under the name Total Overcomers Anonymous, and it's. De- <laughs> 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 I
0: think we've all been there.
1: <laughs> and its decidedly apocalyptic tone matched what Applewhite was telling his followers in private. By 1994, suicide was officially on the table. <sighs> Applewhite said that he had received messages from Bonnie Nettles telling all of their followers to lay down their human bodies in order to join her on the next level. And they better do it soon because, as you heard, the earth was about to be spaded under. Ah, uh, Spaded
2: under started as a more innocent term, right? It was this kind of thing where they were kind of softballing it. It's mm. going to be a psychological change, some kind of spiritual change. But as things get darker, right. you start saying... The world's going to explode into flames. Uh, robot armies are going to destroy us. When does he say that? It's towards the end. It's all of the level, all of like episode 12. He starts getting super apocalyptic. Ah. He starts talking about the, because the, the, then I started reading through this transcripts because I can't fucking listen to him talk anymore. Mm. And, which is because uh, cult leaders are dangerous in the fact. Uh, Shane Morton told me this as I was first researching LRH, where he talks about how cult leaders have a rhythm. Yeah. Eva, they have, a, they have a, a speech rhythm, which is a part of why they work. That's a part of their charisma. Marshall McLuhan has a rhythm that you get into and like what we discover with anth- Scientology, you and I talk about this phenomenon all the time. All of a sudden, he has said an hours worth of nonsense. I technically understood every minute of it, but it is I couldn't repeat it to you if I wanted to. Yeah. Right. But I just in the moment
0: I'm like locked in. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Well, here's an example. Of Applewhite's tone. Let's listen to this clip of Applewhite from 1997, which kind of puts all this into perspective. I mean, I don't care
4: for any of the fame or glory of the human world. It's absolutely worthless to me. I can't wait to get out of here. There's nothing this planet or this civilization or this kingdom level has to offer me. I am away from my father to be here. Anything that I could sacrifice in this world is no sacrifice at all compared to what I sacrificed in leaving there to come here to try to help those that were given to me as a task. I apologize for being so emotional, but that happens to be the truth. I want to leave here. Now, I'm in a vehicle that is already falling apart on me. And I'm desperate to try to help you have a last chance to go, let's go back to title of tape. Title of tape is Last Chance to Evacuate Planet Earth, to get out of the human kingdom, get out of the planet, leave it literally. Now, leave it literally means, well, what is literal? Then he went Bill Clinton,
0: <laughs> and, yeah, exactly and worst of all, I never
5: learned to read.
2: <laughs> I, 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 his man, he is—he drives me crazy. The the crying drives me crazy. You know, he sounds really very, cry, very familiar. Though. He no, it's all it's crocodile tears. Yeah. And I. You know what's interesting? is He sounds very similar to uh, uh, Jim Jones on the final tape, mm. but he's not on. Uh, he's not on drugs. It's he does sound like maybe he's slurring a little bit. He might be on pills, but I don't think
1: so. Now, well, he might that's... have
0: some physical problems, right? Cuz he said he was breaking down and stuff like that.
1: No, he's just not a very eloquent speaker. Uh yeah.
0: he, he that's what it is. He's
1: just fucking he's just he's he's piss pronouncing his worms. He's piss-pronouncing his words.
0: You can take the boy out of Texas, but you can't take the Texas out of the boy. Yeah,
1: I think he's just not a very eloquent... Because you also, you also hear uh, when he talks, he speaks in a very uh, disjointed type of way. He's just riffing the whole time. Because mm-hmm. when Marshall Applewhite talks, he says, let me back up for a second. He does that constantly, where he's going back and forth, just because he doesn't really write out everything that he's going to say. He's not reading off cue. Q- cards or anything like that like he's just fucking he, talking. Knows. Cool. he just knows
0: well that's a that's a skill in itself and from what was later
1: published most of apple white's followers were cool with this direction like he asked him what if we had to exit our vehicles by choice does anyone here have a problem with that and most of them didn't because by this point, their own bodies have been treated as a suit of clothes for so long, they didn't even identify with their bodies as a part of themselves anymore.
0: And they must and, be a little bit older, right? They must yes, be
1: like fifties. Marcus made this point last
2: episode, which is that that is the, I I think really speaks to it. Is that Is they've been doing this for twenty years, at right? This point, yeah. a lot of them. So they are their forties. A they're lot 40s. of them. Yeah. And so the, they the have...
1: average age of someone who killed themselves in Heaven's Gate was forty-seven
2: damn so they've talked themselves out of caring for 20 years right mm-hmm. and so now it's it is a little bit easier you are not like cuz jonestown was a, essentially a mass very, i mean it's a complicated we talked about it endlessly on the on when we did our series but it's a it's a very fine line between homicide And suicide, because so many people, there were young family. These kids were being murdered at gunpoint. It was all of these people who had no will whatsoever, and they were being forced to do it literally because they had assault rifles being pointed Mm. at them,
1: where these people were already kind of half resigned. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the night was brought up and discussed, only one member challenged the decision, and he just left. He said, I'm not fucking doing this. I'm taking yeah. my
0: balls and I am going home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And the rest of them just sat and listened as Applewhite told them that this decision was no different from Jesus' decision to willingly go to the cross 2,000 years before.
0: Right. Oh, wow. So a lot of conditioning. That's where all of those non, what seemed to be non nefarious things in the past, makes them a little bit more dangerous. Yep. Yes. I mean,
1: that's the thing, it's in the wrong hands. Like, and when it was in Nettle's hands, it was all right. Like, it was fine. You know, it's not so cool that, you know, some of them abandoned families and all that. But for the most part, it's fine. They're not hurting anybody. But in Applewhite's hands, when it goes Mm -hmm. over to Applewhite, that's when it turns fucking dark. Okay. But then they went public with their plans. They told everyone they were going to kill themselves.
0: Uh, not lo- not like on the market. They didn't go public uh, in the <laughs> no, stock exchange. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: they told everyone three years before the suicide that we're probably going to kill ourselves. In 1994, they released a poster that said, the shedding of our borrowed human bodies may be required in order to take up our new bodies belonging to the next world. Was
2: this a cry for help? No, it was. Okay, I mean, you it's it a was? different sort of help. It's a, a different sort of help.
0: It's a different sort of help. It's not a cry for help. Because it's a cry
1: for bullets. They
2: wanted the government to come and shoot them in the head. Yeah, oh, they, they
0: were looking for like a mass Ruby Ridge, Waco type thing. Yes, they
1: absolutely were. They were trying to provoke the government into coming, knocking down their door, and filling them all full. Of holes and the things about that fucking poster that said we're gonna kill ourselves, they actually gained seven new members from that poster.
3: I'm
2: here for that part of it. It's just hard to say because it's a group of people, like, it's like looking for an excuse to commit suicide. It's Damn. like an excuse, like, and now I found it. Like, this is a way that I can go and channel. This feeling in a way that it feels productive. It doesn't feel like I won't get the same social stigma that I would get if I just did it myself. Right.
0: This is is allowing me to do it. And Mm -hmm. of course, it's the whole trickery of you're killing yourself to live. Yes. Which is the thing that. uh, Yes. It does not happen. No, it's it's a lie. Whatever it might be, if there is anything afterwards, it's not going to be whichever you think it is. No. It's darkness. I've read, uh, I, I read some very interesting things on, on uh, Google, so I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when nobody showed
1: up at Heaven's Gate's door with guns a Applewhite decided it was time to be proactive. In 1994, they bought a book called Final Exit, The Practicalities of Self-Deliverance and Assisted Suicide for the Dying. Who wrote that book? Uh, some guy. That was yeah. aimed for terminally ill patients.
0: Yeah, but why are they? But they're still relying on all of these more secular I mean, pieces of information. Well, I, I don't see what that has to do with it. It's just weird hmm. because aren't they supposed to be better than all the Luciferian people out there?
1: But I mean, it, just because they're outside, not everybody who isn't in Heaven's Gate is a Luciferian.
2: There's a lot of holes, okay. Kissel. Okay. There's a lot of gaps <laughs> right. in no, their I logic. Know. I'm just trying to <laughs> cock over a few of
0: them
1: here. And after they bought that book they started preparations to do it themselves. And that's where we'll pick back up for the conclusion of Heaven's Gate.
0: All right. Woo. Very interesting into the inner workings of the cult. Many, many years in the making. Many years. Damn. Um, yeah, all dude. right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening to our Heaven's Gate series thus far. We are so excited to conclude next week with part three uh for those that don't know it doesn't end great no
2: it doesn't end peacefully or nicely so we're gonna basically do the entire day and we're gonna be covering all the facts of what what the fuck happened Mm. in this mass suicide highly organized Mm. um and uh
0: what a waste Yeah, I still remember it on the news. I remember the camera Mm -hmm. uh, panning all, I believe it was bunk beds, wasn't it? It was bunk beds, yeah. Yeah, You know, it was
1: a member of the cult who took that video.
0: Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yeah, he went on to write a book and
2: and try to uh, make a bunch of money off the, the very end, but it didn't sell. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. About I believe it. his. I think he went as the name Rio D'Angelo. No, I literally <laughs> think that that is his name.
0: That I have to re-look horrible. it up. <laughs> okay, he's a real Rio D'Angelo. He from is the South, a real, is okay. real so, Rio D'Angelo. Um, well, thank you all so much for listening. And we must remind you, February fourteenth, the last podcast on the left, and all the shows here at the Last Podcast Network are going exclusive to Spotify. We are so excited about that partnership, and we're excited to bring you all over there with us. And remember, you can listen
2: to it for free. You can listen to it with a free Spotify account. You can download the podcast with a free Spotify account. It's super easy. I've moved all my shit over exclusively to Spotify. It works great for me. We actually have kind of also been in direct contact with them, and there are people to, like asking for the feature of auto download, asking for more uh, new episode notifications. We're already we're hitting them with it. We're, we're hitting saying it. Just, we are we want this to be done. So we kind of have this unique opportunity where we're also directly talking to the bosses of the app we <laughs> <that> were just <laughs> doing it's weird. I mean, I'm, they they are nodding at us, That's which is very weird. nice.
0: <laughs> and speaking of Spotify ify we will be in a bus on April which will be very exciting why will we be be in the bus because we're on tour and we are very excited to see you all in April on tour our book will be out we all have received the copy of the book now it's beautiful it's like so awesome it's beautiful
2: (laughs) it's kind of crazy to see the work go into it and then come out like have the book in your hands and we really want you to we really want you to come and see this new show we're gonna write we're gonna write a whole brand new show come check us out we are all over April and you're gonna see us our spotify bus it's just
0: gonna be fucking hilarious (laughs) it'll be a flawless performance as always
1: as always but yeah we got we need a little bit of help of uh of ticket sales on some of these places houston lubbock and las vegas come on out
0: Come on, get out, some y'all. tickets. Come, come on out. out.
1: It's going to be a great tour. Going to be a great shows. So come on out.
0: Cannot wait to see you all. Keep on supporting all the shows here on the Last Podcast Network. No Dogs in Space. Marcus's new music show. Kind of fun. The wrestling show breaking down the wrestling news of the week. Politics breaking down the po- political news of the week on Able Can Stop at Page Seven. Whiz Brew. Um, you name it, we got it here for you. So mm-hmm. uh, enjoy. You know, a whole bunch of different kind of information you can get right here. Through the wonderful lens of our friends at the Last Podcast Network. That's right. Yuff. Yeah. All right, everyone. Never forget. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Hail again. Let's do a Magoostalations. Magustalation. Okay. Just you know,
2: you can go camping with your friends.
0: Yeah, Marcus. Just this you. Is- we can go camping. That sounds like nice. That but sounds we're not, very nice. But we're gonna we're gonna have weed. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes of course. And, but you know
2: what? What we'll do. We'll call them crafts. <laughs> <laughs> we can set them up.
0: I, I mean it. We'll have a
2: whole thing. We'll yeah. do a Star Trek themed camping trip. And Marcus. I'm just saying, meet me halfway, guys. Mar- we'll do- I wish that's me. That is me doing that. <laughs>
0: that's it. And Marcus, Henry and I, we will be in the main craft. Uh-huh. And then you can come to us and you can say, Guys, what should I do today? Wow. And then we'll give you all of the chores to do, <laughs> so you can feel like you're with Heaven's Gate, you're and a you can part bring of it. us the steaks. You can no. bring us the beers from the deli and stuff like that. So. Not
1: following the two of you? You don't have any connection to no, the next level. No, his name is
0: fucking Doe. <laughs> I
2: know him. I know him. I know him. I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> all right, fine. Bye. <laughs> this show is made possible by listeners like you.